It's like a Cuervo pre-made margarita. It's not oh, mixed. It's Cuervo. Pre- Cuervo. Okay. Pre-made margarita because this, oh, really, this is before I really got into cocktails and I knew better. Was it the canned one or the plastic bottle? It was a bottle. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was glass. No, I, I, I am not, I am not no, exaggerating. I, they used to have, it was like, it was a can uh-huh. and you were made to pour it over ice, uh-huh. but everything was in there. The tequila was in there, the sour mix. Well, I had that and it was shit. a glass bottle. Yeah, yeah. Maybe well, they, I, they did that too. Yeah, and so I couldn't Barry's check this classy. thing, and I tried to get it through. This is before you know uh, problems, nine eleven. Yeah, all that. So <laughs> you could have like bottles, <laughs> you know, shit problems. In it. Yeah, <laughs> the problems. <laughs> so I had this thing in my bag, and and I, I couldn't I couldn't take it on a plane, and I'm about to walk on a plane. I'm like, well, shit, what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna throw this away. You chugged it, didn't you? Fuck no! I found two friends in line. Oh. I just made right there. I was gonna say. <laughs> And we polished right. that bottle off. Were they friends after? I don't know who they are now. <laughs> I don't know, but well, Deb said he can make friends with anybody at any time. Yeah, yeah. And I, that is how, especially on the boats. I tell you, wait, how, how, even even pre nine eleven, how how does a complete stranger walk up to you and within minutes your friends drinking out of the margarita <laughs> bottle? I did, this it Barry, happens, you you are that's your mutant power. <laughs> I, nothing else. That, let's, we're not going to talk about anything else. It's oh, okay. that. Yes. This is the show. I that like is okay. No, I'm talking about. No, we're not going to talk about anything else. Ever. Any, any of uh, Barry's other powers. Welcome to BarryCast, everybody. I'm going to tell you all about my mutant <laughs> well, the powers. Barry show. Yes. The ability to dirty up a kitchen sink with uh, one day's notice. Oh fuck! Apparently, I, I can do that. No. Shit. <laughs> but 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 I, I can't make friends like that. You Why not? Be... I'll tell you an easy way to make friends. Well, oh, well, you God. used to oh, be able to do this. We used to get a lot of those Southwest drink coupons, and you know you can't use all those yourself. So you go to the people first. You you look to sit in a row with people that look like they're cool. That's important. And then you say, "Hey, I'm going to get a drink. You want one? It's on me." Hey, and then you start talking the rest of the plane. You got friends for life. Yeah. I, okay. One time. Went to Universal Studios in California. Okay. And I just went, I just, a uh, friend dropped me off. So I was going to. Are be, you about to tell a story that ends one, uh, once upon a time I made a friend? Yeah. Okay. I'll keep, keep so I was just standing in line and like three guys came up and like, we got these two for ones uh, or Those two, are scalpers, two for dude. fours. Or Those something. are scalpers. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, you know, you want to uh, get in on the action for half a ticket, blah, blah, blah. Were they swingers? No. No. Oh. Action. And we just... I heard it, too. I just hung around with the guys for a couple hours at Universal Studios. Never saw them again. <laughs> you only have to polish one that knob. Sounds like a berry, that sounds like a berry story. There you go. Happens. Dude, alcohol is a social lubricant. There was though. no I alcohol involved. Yeah. I was referring back to my story, which was a little better. <laughs> well, sure. Yours involves lubricant. Oh. We're going to leave it at that. Because <laughs> that's funny. Well, thank you. I got one, Jeff. You got one. A little early. You, you keep that. Keep that in your pocket. Yeah, a little, well, little chip. I'm gonna take a play picture that later. Yeah. Put it play. <laughs> hey guys, I got a got one chit. How about something on me? I don't know what. I should carry around little little 
coins for that. Oh, you said oh. something funny, coins. Oh, this <gasps> sounds like a horrible. <laughs> oh my god, geek shock! You no, dude. Geek what? shock! You said something funny, coins. I'm okay with this as long as Barry doesn't have them. Oh, like. <laughs> Like little like casino chips, you know, yeah. with the the, the the lightning bolt logo. Oh my God, dude, this you said is something beautiful. funny, and I'll put Kirsten's face on the back of it. Well, <laughs> actually, it should be Andy. Come on, let's all be honest. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be Andy. And uh, <laughs> but but dude, it just just I think we all have like a half dozen that we just keep with us at all times. You said something funny. Smack <laughs> So you got Andy's face, that, that crazy eyed face, yeah. and then on top it says something, and the bottom says funny. <laughs> something funny. <laughs> it has says, to be in Latin, too. Geek shock. Something Ooh. is funny. What's something funny in Latin? Yeah, Latin nerds. Literally, that's what it is. What's something funny in Latin? That's what's on the coin. That's going to way meta now. Wow. Just something funny in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. All right, is it is it something funny in quotes in Latin? No, we've we've we've, we've taken this somewhere that's yeah. not funny anymore. Yep. Give me gone. back that shit. Hey, no, give me back that no. Shit. Original concept was good. I I need I to think. give you that shit, and I need to have like magician string on the end of it so I can pull that shit back. When a lot, you're not a lot of anymore. a lot of alpha bros do that challenge coin bullshit. We had the geek shock. You said something funny, Chip. Make make someone's day. I no, I'm no, telling no, you right now. Bro, like military people do the challenge coin yeah. stuff, police and whatever. Blah 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 blah. Um, when you go on trips and stuff, like I went on the uh, that Ireland trip, I made patches for everybody. So if you're part of that club, that's kind of like a challenge coin. Yeah, there you, know? you go. Uh, Aaron laid one down on the trip with Deb, and Deb had to buy her drinks. Well, good for Aaron. That's how it rolls. Dude. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number six hundred and fifty nine. <laughs> I am Master Torgo, eighties Jeff, Commander K, and Vlarg. And we're talking weekend. Stole deep. it again. <laughs> Damn. That's right. I don't know. You, Somewhere, I, Deb, the hairs on the back of her neck are standing up, and she doesn't even know why. It's like, I'm angry at Barry for some reason, terrible. and I'm not sure what. This is terrible. We had the, the Comic-Con, mm-hmm. did the brand awareness. Our numbers shot through the roof, and now we've lost Deb for three episodes and we must be plummeting now it's she's just busy. what a loss she gets back on sunday she's gonna fly out for work uh, for the next couple days and then she's got to drive to california Jesus. for a couple days you just, guys she's busy i've been out of vegas 11 years ago <clears throat> are you you have not wow. set foot outside vegas for 11 years yeah i've been not even like california which doesn't even count nope we gotta go on a road trip i guess right just now. don't ask me to pay for gas then we're not going on a road trip. There you go. <laughs> Problem isolated. Sit at home, motherfucker. <clears throat> Barry's got the list. He's like, all right, things for road trip. Gas. Gas. Cross that off. <laughs> uh, ass, <laughs> grass, uh, cash. No one rides for free. <laughs> what? I could do a great music selection. Okay, where would you want to go on a road trip? So they say the road trip to wherever. What, what would you like? Real? Real? Yeah, um, like that. I mean, actually, in, in term here in America, I'd actually like to do a national monuments type of trip. You know, Mount Rushmore, the 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 uh, the Great Arch, just <clears throat> bopping around and checking out stuff like that. I have not actually done something like that. I, you know, my parents and I back uh, when we lived in New York, the big vacation, hook up the trailer to the car. And go to uh, Florida, 
stay at KOA campsites, right? You know, and then go to Disney World after Disney World opened, and and you know that was fun. But yeah, I I you know I'd like to see Mount Rushmore. I'd like to uh, do things like that. I just national parks and stuff. Well, monuments. The only thing I will tell you, Kirsten, Mm -hmm. about the St. Louis Arch is you would not like. The ride up to the top of the arch, it's and you got to drive through St. Louis. It's very fair. <laughs> it's very uh, what? So, so the I think they call it the inclinator. Right. It's uh, these little round pods that yeah. that travel up the side and take you to the observation deck. Mm-hmm. They're very tiny, mm. and it sits five people in one of these pods. Ooh. At six foot, I got lucky and got in the middle seat, but oh. I still had to hunch over. Uh. For the entire, was they it, were small like back four then. Four minutes. It's like four minutes, I think, to the top, something like that. It's, wow, yeah, that's right. it's sure. it's not terribly long, but it's long enough that you're like, oh my god, this is really cramped. But yeah. at the, what's at the top? Uh, it's an observation deck. So yeah. you can so observe St. Louis. Yeah, you Pass. have, <laughs> you have you windows on either side. River. You can look across the river into Illinois. And, Ooh, I mean, look, kids, Illinois. Look at downtown St. Louis. There you go, it's Riverboat. Actually, it's, it's you could you could see the Cardinals. Stadium, I guess. I, I yeah. want. I would want to go on a on a riverboat. Okay, on oh, the Mississippi. Ah, yes, you know? the old Miss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like one of those old gambling boats. Yeah, sure. You're gonna wear like a like a cork hat and a... replay the Karma Chameleon video in your head. <laughs> what? Mm. Oh God. Jeff got it. That is a deep cut, dude. Yeah, I don't know. A little too I, deep. And you? I thought you'd no. Steve would have gone for showboat, but anyway, I um, don't care much for showboat. <laughs> <laughs> It's enough that you even have an opinion. Even the <laughs> casino is garbage. <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, you know, stuff like that. Or, and, you know, occasionally check out eateries. Like, you know, I would, I would grab a hold of Jeff and like, all right, this town, where do you go for barbecue? Mm. You know, and Jeff, Jeff, of course, being Jeff, will have a list. Yes. So, Amarillo. Oh, and Amarillo, you want to, and, you know. Amarillo. <clears throat> Tulsa, Oklahoma. Ah, there you want to leave. Leave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, yeah. I've, I've been, been to Oklahoma to... once, so I've done that. That's, that's, that's all. That's See, the I've other been, thing. I've been to Enid, Tulsa, oh, and shit. Oklahoma <clears throat> City in Oklahoma. Yeah, a, you don't really want to go there. Continental 48 uh, drive through So I can, you know, say I've been to every state. Oh, okay. There you go. At there least, you go. That's, at, that's at, what we'll do. At least hit the corners. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> really, like, uh, like that Utah, Wyoming, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Idaho, you know, just, just hit all those, you know. Go through Montana, hmm. North Dakota, you know, South Dakota at a run. I would I, love or to have seen Montana. the other road trip thing, you yeah. could do the See Andy Working the Fairs road trip. That's a fun little road trip. <laughs> and just poke him with a stick? <laughs> you just drive out to Iowa when, oh when he's in God. Iowa. That, drive out to Massachusetts. When that would be great. You know what? We should just, like, drive around. <clears throat> Don't tell him we're coming. Yes. Show up. Poke him with a stick a few times, and then just leave. And then just no, 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 leave no, no, without no. a word. And then, and then when he moves to the next fair, just show up again. And just poke him with a stick yes. and just leave. Don't, I am down don't for say this. anything. <clears throat> you guys are missing the golden oh. opportunity what is here. It? Oh, bring it on. A one a reality show of Kirsten and Andy traveling from fair to fair, like a. 48 state road trip. I can't And the drama Hulu. that would be involved in that. My God, no. 
I couldn't Dude, cancel my I Hulu would die fast from, enough. I would die from sleep deprivation. <laughs> that guy's snoring. <laughs> that wakes oh, the dead and see, kills the living. See the saw logs? Oh, my God. He, uh, Celestia, uh, a friend of the podcast, friend of Andy's here in town, had said it best. Andy snores like a locomotive trying to mount a jet engine. Oh, boy. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, he's just got to get the breather right. Yeah, strips. yeah. He's just got to really don't work. He d- he really don't. He's got to get the, the 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 jaw adjuster thing. That's he needs all a he sleep need. apnea mask or that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he needs he needs someone to take a hammer to his face, and then he goes to a doctor, and then gets rebuilt, made better, faster, stronger, less snorier. Yeah, <laughs> less snorier. But anyway, yeah, no. Uh, no, no, Jeff, that's not golden. <laughs> oh, my God, it would be so much fun to watch. I'm much more on board for the poke with a stick and then just leave. Yeah, yeah. There, there's something really existential about that. The first time we did it, he would be confused as hell. He'd probably take a break and then start wandering the fair. Oh, no, we have to, to run away. His, well, I know, but he would still be, what the hell was that? Uh, I'm going, I'm, I'll be on break, I'm, I'll be right back. And then wander the fair, looking for us, not finding us. Texting us, told, hey, guys, where yeah. are you? It's great you're here. Guys, where are yeah. you? Guys, <laughs> question mark. And then oh, that's it. We already left. Then two months later in Miami. Yes. Dun, da, da, the four of us come walking up. Poke, poke, poke. And, and he's like, leave. hey, don't wait. You just. And then we're gone. Hey, guys, <clears throat> guys, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Guys. Get him in the middle of a news interview. If you are near a city where Andy is, I think you should poke him with a stick. And then hide. And there yes. you go. Yes. That's 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 Just yell, geek the, shock really loud and then leave. You, you okay. do that, we'll give you. Uh, you did something funny. Did, coin. You, I was gonna say, <laughs> who needs challenge coins? We've got the geek shock poking stick. <laughs> well, it's not actually one stick. Yeah, I know exactly. We we give out the sticks, and when you see well, I mean, the people you, can you, cut you, their own sticks off the trees around their neighborhood. I'm not gonna give out sticks. What am I made of sticks? <laughs> <laughs> Not sticks, but it rhymes with it. Uh, uh, I would do uh, PCH. I would do. Uh, <laughs> well, I would do DMT and LSD probably when yeah, I was in New Mexico. Right, right. I'd do a little PSP with it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I would do Highway One from, uh, on, the, on the West Coast, from like the mm-hmm. top to the bottom of uh, like yeah. Washington to uh, California. That'd be fun. Yeah. But again, it is. It. I'm really not a big fan of the of the journey. I'm a big fan of destinations. I, I, road trips, Ugh. yeah, but that's because you journey with Deb. We we disagree you about with, music with Speed Racer and his whatever you want to call it mix. I, I may, I may say I, I I may complain that we that Deb and I disagree about music, but at least I don't have to bear it for too long because she drives quickly. <laughs> yeah, there you go, so. saving grace. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to Todd showing up with his show tunes. Ah, yes. You know. we're gonna listen to Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna find a place off the highway to bury you. <laughs> That's when I retaliate with showgirl. Everyone. I mean show uh, showboat and and shapoopy. Oh, and, uh, oh, that's all right. I've got rent at two. <laughs> well, you're the well, then, worst people. Then then go to uh, um, my counter to that would be uh, America. Um, uh, Neil. Uh, Everybody has eight, eight. You know the oh, oh Team America, yeah. Team America. There it is. I forgot the team part because we're not. I thought, I thought you were say, is, is that a Neil Diamond song? That's all right. I see your Team America, and I raise you a seventeen seventy six. Oh, uh, nope, you don't. Because so I Peter love Peter John. I love. I love. 
Oh, then we're going to get along great. We're going to sing along the it's, whole way. It's and terrible. Barry, Barry's going to have a great time with it. Dude, it's terrible. Well, there's your show. The Todd and, and, and Commander <laughs> K road trip, and then Vlarg in the back seat just with the face that he has on right now. And we, with the noise-canceling headphones. And then, and then we surprise him when we stop by California and pick up Professor Biggs. And poke him with <laughs> stick and run. <laughs> Biggs puts in his own. You know, my favorite, it's terrible because my favorite song from 1776 mm-hmm. is. Uh, no one well, knows what the hell that even that, is. It's a musical. Oh, yes. Ugh. It's uh, the, the actual, it's kind of awful. The one Rutledge mm-hmm. singing about the slave trade. Okay, there is. That is pretty bad. It's, yeah, but it's, it's musically, bad. it's yes. a fantastic song. It is. It absolutely is. But yeah, he's, yeah. And this is why road trips suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sondheim's Assassins. Oh, yes. There you go. There you go. Chess. Plane trips. Yes. You know. Oh, we can <laughs> we can sing it now, beginning to end, every song unmissed. <laughs> From Morano forward. What's happened to this no podcast? Man, it no used man. to be decent. <laughs> You, you, you know, they used you, to be listenable. You you laugh, but Todd actually did play the entire chess sound uh, track on uh, one of our road trips. I remember. Darn right. I heard the story. How is he still alive? <laughs> it was it was good. I, You're I, too even tempered. I I am greasy. <laughs> That's the theme. That's the, tonight's theme. Uh, we had a conversation before. I won't mention what, but it, it's how is Jeff still alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, or more importantly, how is he not killed? You got me. <laughs> Your Honor, don't forget that part. You got me, Your Honor. If ever there was a reason I consider you a villain, Todd, it's, it's, it's your what? love of it's show what? tunes. It's show <sighs> tunes. If, if, okay, what, you sh- listen to what villains would, would listen to. All right, you, PCH for you, you want to do, uh, Kay, you want to do the... Uh, 48, Continental 48. Right, Jeff, what's your road trip? I for sure want to go to the uh, the Star Trek set tour up in New York. Oh yeah, that's that's been on my list for a while. In fact, that may be something I do next year. Oh shit! Because they also have the uh, the Back to the Future the musical is going to be on Broadway starting okay. next year. Yeah, but what's so your if road I can trip? get tickets? Yeah, yeah. 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 So what's the, that, that's a uh, plane flight. That's a place to go. That's a destination. Well, which is better? Trip. Actually, well, you, you you fly somewhere then your road trip to Ticonderoga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because see, technically, when I went to Ireland, Scotland, it was a road trip we did because we went from place to place and yeah. a lot of destinations. The actual driving around wasn't too bad because we got to see a lot of stuff. America, Fuck not a yeah. pretty place. Wow. wow. It's Actually, not. It, and the people are kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of shitty. Wow. Yeah. That's, I, that's I'm trying to think because talking. I've actually done quite a bit. Oh, oh I've well, done, I've done all. a bunch there of road trips. Yeah, well, like, there it uh, is. Fuck yeah. us. Once Even, again, uh, it's just like getting him a birthday present. It's like, what the fuck do you get, Jeff? That's true. He's got it. Yeah. If he wanted it, he bought it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's funny, though, because uh, one of the things that I did on my drive from Kansas out here to Nevada was uh, I stopped at the Meteor Crater, which is where uh, um, Professor Biggs, Biggs is, is gonna going to stop yeah. along was the way. Was it Meteor? Was it Meteor? <laughs> Oh boy, that's oh, the oh, show used to be good, guys. Business idea. I deserve a funny coin for that. Bar- no, you do absolutely <laughs> not. You deserve Barbe- a negative coin. A barbecue joint at the Meteor Crater, and we uh, call it Meteor. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, it's a win. Money, money, plus plus. It's just like wow, and we'll play show tunes. Yeah, yeah. 
You don't deserve a coin. You deserve like the opposite of a coin. <laughs> you deserve like used gum with a Geek Shock logo on it. Used gum is the opposite of a coin? Well, you know what? For Geek Shock, it could be. Okay. We'll get a coin that looks like used gum. And not just any gum. Remember Gator gum? <laughs> yeah. Gator gum. Yes. It was a thing. Okay. Now we're going no. back to mm-hmm. old candy. Like 80s, I used yeah. to get this Gator gum that tasted like it was like from Gatorade. Oh, gotcha. But, okay. And it was like a brick. Yeah. It was like a little brick, but it mm-hmm. tasted really good, except it didn't last very long, no. and then it very quickly became just a tasteless piece of gum. Just some uh, rubber. So, uh, so fruit That stripe. gum, but with lint. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of like a predecessor to bubble yum. Okay. Yeah. It, just the, the chunks of gum instead of the sticks or yeah. whatever. Individually wraps of cubes of gum bubble yum bubble bricks yeah. those those actually had decent lasting flavor but man i remember no. fruit stripe fruit stripe like like two two chews and mm. then suddenly the flavor is gone but the flavor That's was it. great while yeah. it lasted those for, two for seconds like those, yeah. those two seconds yeah it was, was that great. the gum that would just disintegrate in your mouth no it's it's it just lost its flavor immediately there was a gum that would just disintegrate it was so thin Hmm. Leaving your mouth for too long, it's just, I'm, I'm not chewing anything. What happened to my gum? Wow. Did You're I talking about it? the gum I, that came with the, uh, the the trading cards? Oh, that's different. No, that stuff stayed. That, oh, you, oh you could God. shape that into a shiv. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could panel a house with that now. <laughs> yeah, really? What about, remember the powdered gum? You could gum? cut a bitch with that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the powdered gum. Yeah, it was powder. And oh, you poured yeah. it in and it mixed with your saliva and it became gum. What the hell? Kind of like tube gum in the 90s. Uh, yeah, no. except this was the seventies. But no. sure, I never experienced either of those. You what never about big league chew. Oh know? yeah, I did a lot oh, of big league chew. Big league. Chew. I had a habit. <laughs> <laughs> grape was so good. Ah, grape, grape, they big league chew. Remember yeah. candy cigarettes? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Here, here we go. I like candy cigarettes. Welcome to candy shop. Welcome to member berries. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. candy cigarettes. Because yeah. my dad used to smoke Paul Malls, and I had little Paul Mall cigarettes. Like, I like daddy. You mean Pell Mells? <laughs> like daddy. It, it was like it was like Pell Mell for the candy cigarettes. Yeah, they, something like that. Because they couldn't be exactly the name. Yes. They couldn't be. Yeah. That's just. And my mom smoked Parliaments. I don't know what the what the fake thing there was. I think, Congress. I think, I think it was like Patriots or something like that. <laughs> nice. And then, um, oh God, was what was the one? They all camels? tasted the same. So sugar sticks. Now I want sugar sticks. Now I want to get candy <clears throat> cigarettes, and just when I go out, I'll just have a habit of candy cigarettes. I, They're still around. You can find them. Yeah, we should we should market some Geek Shock ones. <laughs> Give them away so everyone can be all like, "What am I made of? Candy cigarettes?" Although occasionally those candy Who cigarettes tasted like chalk, like <laughs> candy like candy. chalk with sugar <gasps> in it. Chalk with bubble gum. Yeah, with sugar in it. Yeah, <laughs> we could sell that on Wish. How are we going to market these? <laughs> yeah. Geek Shock cigarettes. Be just like Daddy. <laughs> there you go. Chalk gum tastes like chalk. The, the road trip I always wanted to take, I wanted to go during October to the East Coast and just go up and down the coast to the very small uh, theme parks, little mama pops that had the little crappy dark rides. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and just do that, just dark ride and dark ride, dark ride. And on the way, you stay at bed and breakfast that are supposed to be haunted each one. So just a, just and hitting haunted houses along the way and just, just having a little Oktoberfest. Didn't you also have a road trip that you wanted to do where like there's a few permanent haunted houses 
along the East Coast that were uh, they're they're only open seasonally, but they were in a permanent structure. You said you had a bunch of those that you wanted to go hit. Like, there on a was road trip. a lot of those have. They're oh. not moved from where they are. And so that's kind of spread across the country since then. Oh, okay. This was the 90s when that was new. When uh, pl- but, when you go to a single place and there's like three haunted houses in one spot, yeah. that was brand new. Now yeah. that's everywhere. There's got to be a website problems. that has like example itineraries for for, uh, for road trips for like that. Like oh, that. of course. That's got to be, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know one off the top of my head, but I bet one that is out there. But I would like to do like the big haunted houses, like Netherworld and Thirteenth Floor. You know, that's New Orleans and uh, Wisconsin, respectively, I believe. So it's what about uh, like those weird experiences, like Sleep No More? Uh, that's in New York. Uh, tell me about Sleep yeah. No More. Oh, oh, dude! I don't even know if it's still going, but it mm-hmm. was the like this building that they yeah. rented out, and it's a whole. Ex- it's not haunted; it's an experience with actors, and like, it's hundred percent kind of improv, a little scripted. Like you go up with a, an elevator, and it opens, and someone will just pull you out, and you're gonna have your own private experience. Some are group experiences, and it's weird. Okay. Uh, look it up. I'll be for that. You'd yeah. be you'd be super down for that. I mean, I'm not down for like the extreme haunted houses where it's not haunted. Yeah. It's like classy. Okay. Well, wait. What about these extreme ones? I want to hear this. Extreme haunted houses, the the ones where they're they allowed touch to touch you. you and oh, and it's and they get spit on you and so on. It's I'm oh, not. Well, there was this I've one haunted house in town. Uh, it must have been over ten years ago. I went. Little darlings yeah. had a oh, God. <laughs> had a haunted house. Oh, yeah. And I'll go through this thing. I forget who was with me. Was it you guys? I think I. I, I think, think you and I went at yeah, one yeah. point. And then I remember going through, and there's this room with polka dots. And then I realized, oh, there's a girl standing there. She's all polka dotted. Now, of course, she's like naked. So yay, you know, little darlings, whatever. She just like kind of insults you and stuff. Yeah. And then you yeah. walk through and you know there's there's your standard like chainsaw guy and shit like that. But it was really kind of lame. Occasionally they had like girls whipping each other or something. That's whatever. And in the end there's like a girl giving a guy a blowjob. Yep. And then she like bites it off like it's a hot dog. Yeah. Spits it out. <laughs> Spits goes, it what out. Are you looking at Get and the, the guy fuck out of here. Guys like Aah! yeah. And she's like angry with me, and so I walk out. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I just saw. He's leaving out the the 3D. That's why the, she was all in polka dots. Oh, okay. Because like she did 3D in the foreground on her boobs, so you know. Is that 3D where the blues recess and the reds pop forward? That kind of. No, 3D? no, no. It was. It, she looked like she they, melted they, into the wall. They did. They did the the briefly here in town the craze the yeah the glasses, but it wasn't the blue reds. It, oh, okay. it was. It was any colors. I yeah, yeah, but but the that kind of glasses. Yes. Anything painted red pops forward. Anything painted blue recesses, and the rest of the colors stay in the middle. That's kind of how that one works. Kind of, sort of. They made a lot of comic books that way too. Well, I, that's that. But was but not the red, movie. not the old school red green. No, no, no <laughs> that's a whole different kind of three D. That's a, what? Yeah. How's that different? <laughs> there's there are two different kinds of three D with that. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, there's many kinds now, but there's a kind that. The haunted house is used a lot where the 3D works where the glasses make all the anything that's painted red push forward and anything painted blue recess, but all the rest of the colors stay the same. You see all the colors, it's not like oh. the old comic books from the 50s. Well, the Little Darlings one that I went to did not have 3D. The 3D thing not. they had was the girl biting the hot dog and spitting it at me. That's pretty 3D. They probably that was actual they probably D. ran out cuz that that's the exact same one I saw. Okay. Unless they were repeating it I'm the sure year, they but they were probably repeating. ran out of glasses and then they were just like, "Okay, no 3D." It was cheap. Yeah. 
it was fun. I got a dance from that girl. Uh, uh, the hot dog girl? girl. No, uh, hot dog. Did she have a hot insulting dog? Insulting girl. Oh, oh. insult girl. Oh, okay. It was really funny too. One of the guys who was with. These were a couple people from Star Trek: The Experience, and she just walks up to me and she's like, "You motherfucking cocksucker! I just can't even believe your ass is here." And he's just like, "Because ah, he just thought it was delightful. Somebody was insulting the shit out of me. It was weird. It is weird. What she, is it? A dick's yeah. last resort? What the? No, that was the uh, that was the little Barry's favorite restaurant. The, the yeah. insult girl. You just said she insults. I know, but I just I don't understand what, 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 what was what insult she hurl at you. you I don't earn less than fifty thousand a year. <laughs> I don't I don't Jesus know what the hell she's saying. But I I always <clears throat> wondered like why that's not a haunted house. That's just someone insulting you. It's, <laughs> this for, is silly. For, for many men, I, that probably is a haunted house. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Sleep no more at the McKittrickHotel.com. It is still there. They even nice. have uh, you can we can make reservations for this October. Yeah, we'll go do that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Halloween. Halloween is selling fast, but not sold out. Ah, there it is. I'm busy on Halloween. Get on it. <clears throat> I'm busy. I'm not. Get in town. right yeah, on it. You're always busy. I'm busy. We're going to the Ren Fair. Ren Fair. Jeez. The good one. Oh my God. Are you going back to Houston for that? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Just for that. Well, to see friends and stuff. Oh, but yeah. Also, leaving town to, again. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. We're used to it. Yeah. Eh, I'm busy. All right, we got a little time. Gentlemen, we'll get you things to do this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We're on a show. I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, Barry, what'd you do? Well, I did the same thing uh, you did, well, partially. Uh, we saw Hellraiser. We did. I, I I crawled over to Barry's house, saw, saw Barry's residence, and... <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I let him under the rock where I live. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, we watched Hellraiser. Yeah. You're lucky. When I went over there, I got killer clowns from outer space. Oh, that's a great movie, dude. Uh, oh, so lucky. Uh, Fantastic. Talk about a pastiche that knows what it is. <laughs> no okay so i'm a big fan of hellraiser i always have been i did not watch the movies past bloodline which is number four those are all direct-to-video schlock um a three was terrible obviously but it was stupid and fun it has terry farrell by the way right um this i think reboots the franchise very well there's there's no ties to old shit so you don't have to worry about knowing any of that uh the makeup effects are amazing and it had like a story that, if you had to compare it to Hellraiser one and two, I guess it was kind of a kind of a meld of both of them a little bit. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I like what they did with the box. I like how they kind of explained what it is they're doing. My problem with it, mm-hmm. it this is spoiler free, and tell me if you agree. There's no likable characters in this. There's no one that could say, okay, this is my every man or every woman to follow. That's supposed to be. <laughs> The way I view this, the main protagonist, the the girl, I forget her name. Uh, she's like a junkie and unreliable and lame. And her brother is kind of assholy and uh, assholy, assholic. I don't know. I didn't like him. I got a bad juju <laughs> off him. And then uh, the, the other characters were worthless. Uh, the the kind of the non cinnabite bad guy. I have questions. I don't want to ruin it. But I, I, I have questions about some of these little plot holes of how is he here after all the I don't I don't know how to say it without ruining it. But I have problems with it. He's you a billionaire. Know, you're yeah. you're. It's funny because you're basically stating a trend. It's it's like a similar thing people complain people were making about color out of space, and I think it's the Hollywood thing of you want to show people 
that stupid. Uh, I wish I could remember the line because Valeria Galino in Par- Hot Shots Part Two actually has a great line about resolving your personal issues while saving the world at the same time, <laughs> and she basically just, you know, lampshades a, a Hollywood trope. So everybody's got problems with everybody, like in Color Out of Space. I haven't seen Hellraiser, which is why I'm referring to that. But everybody, the family has problems. Everybody has problems with each other. Yeah. And so what happened, and the idea is, well, they resolve their problem. come closer together as they fight this evil. No! But it's like, yeah, but you as the audience, just like you said, you, you, you start not giving a shit about these people. And them fighting the whatever and overcoming the whatever, which is supposed to be what builds sympathy, doesn't play out because you, you, you've come in, I don't like this person right from the get-go, yeah. so I really don't care about them. And I'm, with a horror movie, you know they don't resolve it all. People fucking die. Right. Right. So it's sort of like, it's, it, yeah. Yeah, Which kind so, of resolves it for some people. I so think people you didn't like died. I was just going to say, yeah, no, I, I like that part. Because then <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't have to watch this person's arc anymore. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And arc, it's, god damn it. Screenwriting 101, it's like, Jesus, folks, get off of that. I think, because I kind of like enjoyed Color Out of Space, but I once I started listening to complaints, I thought, you know what? If this family started functional from the get-go, and then you had Cage delin- you know, descending into Cage lunacy, that would have had a bit of <clears throat> to it. Yeah. But it's it, 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 I think it would be a little better, and I... I'm. That's what I'm seeing in what you're commenting about Hellraiser. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy this film, and I will give it this, which is my the best thing I can give it. It was not one of these films that does that thing I hate, where one person has a piece of information and doesn't share it, and this movie could have ended like in ten minutes if they just shared it. I know how to I solve the puzzle box hate the whole time. That <laughs> so much. That's why I had problems with the Harry Potter movies. You know. Um, I hate that, but it doesn't do that, so it's okay. And Jamie Clayton as Pinhead is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, th- I'll throw my two cents in on this, too. Please. Because uh, this is pretty much why I did, too. Uh, I disagree just on a personal level with the whole didn't like everybody. Uh, yeah, they had unlikable bits about them, but I found them interesting characters overall. Uh, the main person, the junkie, if you will. Uh, I found her character interesting, and in the earlier parts, I was interested in what she was doing because she wasn't a perfect character. I like horror movies without perfect characters, uh, and that's one of the big things with the 80s movies is that the the final girl was almost always kind of a, not a Mary Sue, but a... So likable that there really wasn't anything wrong. Oh, no. I hate Mary Sue. And I'm not saying... How do I put this? Someone can be interesting and be unlikable. Yeah. But I just didn't like watching the decisions she made and the stuff she did. I That's just me. Uh, now, she, for the role she needed to fill for the story to work, she did. Yeah. You know? And that's fine. I just... Maybe it was more the other people. I don't know. I get it. And there were characters that you knew they were introduced so they would die later. It was very apparent, but that's very apparent. A number in of body people had to anyway. die. Yeah. yeah. 
So, Specific body count. But, uh, but on the same time, uh, by the end of it, I did not know it was going to live and die. And that's a big plus for a movie like this. That is true. Uh, uh, my two cents on it, it is the best Hellraiser movie since the first one. And a very different Hellraiser movie from the first one. If When you say it's a melding of one and two, what I think you mean by that... Is lore. The way, the way I mean I, lore. The way that I interpret it is that... Because uh, one isn't about the Cenobites. The Cenobites are a secondary piece mm-hmm. to the film. It's, it's yeah. about Frank and his resurrection. Yes. Uh, the second one is about lore. Uh, but the studio fucked with the movie so much that it's not really that good of a movie. It's interesting. It introduces a lot of ideas and basically sells the lore of the Cenobites... Uh, but the storyline of the film isn't great. Well, one, I like that they gave you a lot of lore in this new film. Yes. But two, I want to know, how, how did the studio fuck with the film? Uh, the second, the Hell, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Clive Barker got out of Hellraiser after the first film for the most part. He turned it over to, uh, I believe Pete Atkins was his name, a fellow writer in his dog company, his theater company back in England. And said, yeah, you have my my blessing to go ahead and expand this. Well, uh, Atkins didn't have the punch that uh, Clive Barker did. Uh, I mean, Clive Barker didn't have a lot of punch at the beginning. That was an independent film from him uh, from the beginning. But it did so well, and the studio backed the second one. But because Barker wasn't truly involved, and Atkins was, he didn't have a lot of clout with the studio. So they made a lot of cuts and changes. Um, Three... Uh, is right out. Um, Three's like Highlander 2. We don't talk about three. <laughs> uh, my issue with High, uh, Hellraiser 3, <laughs> almost did it, right? Uh, is they turned Pinhead into an average slasher villain. Yeah. They, they cheapened the story by making the character of Pinhead less interesting. What was he even doing? What was his plan? Just to... To to get out of hell and raise raise it, I guess. Um, raise hell, stupid. Yeah. Get out of hell, raise hell. What, what wasn't there one where he almost kind of became a protagonist or or a lot like trying to help somebody or something? Two. Was that two? Yeah. Two. Okay. I I I I can't. A friend of mine introduced me to Hellraiser by having me over one Halloween weekend, and we watched like we were gonna just watch a whole mess of them. And I think I you burnt, go one, two, four, and stop. I I burnt out on three, and I didn't. I don't know if I even saw four. Four well, wasn't bad. For, uh, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I it had problems. I disagree with you. I think four is very bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish to know what uh, I, four. If you haven't realized, is an Alan Smithy film. Is it really? It is. There is no director. The director. Uh, Bowed out of that. And I believe it was Atkins that started with that one and said, fuck it, I'm out. not dealing with this anymore. Wow. It was interesting to me. There is is some interesting stuff to it. The the whole Hellraiser in space stuff. Corny, but had a purpose. Yeah. Um, The whole uh, Marchand toy maker aspect at the beginning, the origin of the puzzle box. Interesting ideas. uh, Better on paper than I think in... In play, uh, and then of course from there we don't go from there. From there they were never theatrically released after that. Right, right. Four was the last theatrical one. This Hellraiser really sets up a nice lore and does something that none of the other Hellraisers did, and that includes one through four, and that is sets up rules for the world. Yeah, that 
you can under you can understand and follow. And when you set up rules in a horror film, I think it really becomes interesting. You can break them later in interesting ways, but when you know how this world works, how the puzzle box it explains a lot more in the puzzle box. How the they figured out a lot of things to do with the puzzle box in this film, uh, where in the films. There was one puzzle box, and it had one way to solve it, and it did one thing. It opened up the door to hell where you were going to exp- experience pain and pleasure beyond belief, mostly pain. Oh, rats. Uh, you had me almost for a minute. Uh, but in this one, <laughs> the puzzle box has multiple iterations, which has multiple meanings, and that I found very interesting. Hmm. I like the, the one-line review somebody, one of the fans gave on the Discord. Less leather, more suffering. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah, they didn't. They opted not to put the uh, the BDSM outfits on, and instead just made outfits out of their own skin. And it the, the special effects were amazing. I watched a documentary, documentary like a podcast that the uh, watched the podcast. Well, it was on YouTube. So, yeah, you watched. The podcast. So I watched the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. About how they Burn. did all these special effects. It's really fascinating because I I used to want to be a special effects guy. I had a my subscription to Fangoria and Gorezone followed anything yeah. Tom Savini did. And I was like, oh, I want to do this. And then I realized, oh, i got to move to L.A. and suffer and not really? make much money. Nope, not How about I do other things instead? <laughs> I'll do marketing. Yeah. Uh, no one chooses that. You <laughs> fall into that by accident. No, it chooses I you. <laughs> I saw, um, uh, uh, what the hell was the movie? Uh, shit. She's, she got a hat. No. Fuck. It's the Kevin Bacon one where he's the writer and he ends up in marketing and he... Uh, She's got, she's having a baby, and it, it it's so I know that you you just end up in marketing advertising. Nobody wants that. No, you just you end up here. You wake up one day and go, oh god, I'm a marketer. Yeah, I'm not and a special effects guy. Then <sighs> then you buy that you know one million dollar house, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm in marketing. But I, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie does uh, the same thing that the first movie does well, and that is. It introduces an idea of a secondary world, but only gives you enough information about it to want make you want to know more about That's it. That's great. And it does. I actually, this is, this is the first Hellraiser movie I'm actually interested in seeing, and that's just by people talking about it. Even when you guys, as fans, talk about the old Hellraisers, I've seen them, but it was like, but this one sounds interesting. I'll tell you one thing I did like. Uh, you see Cenobites? Out in the world, not in a building. Because normally when they come, they, they the, the lights come up and like somehow the walls become ratty and shitty. And but here, like they 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 really play with the the terrain. And hmm. I, I don't want to ruin it, but they do some amazing special effects shit. Do you know anything about the creative team behind it? Uh, longtime fans, people associated with Barker, anything? I have I haven't heard anything. I haven't dove into that. I know that Barker is a producer on this and okay. was uh, consulted, but that's about it. Uh, my understanding is that Barker has a bigger hand in the, still as I'm aware of, in developments, uh, HBO uh, Hellraiser oh. series. Oh, okay. Is it going to have but, anything to do with this one? Uh, no. Oh, man. Uh, so... Yeah, this. Uh, I mean, they're separate entities. Well, uh. if they, but the, I'm I'm asking because it sounds like you you have you had the real fan issue where you get creative team and they're real fans of the property, and it can either work out really well or really just, badly. Just tor- just sink to the yeah. very bottom. So it sounds like this is working out. 
uh, whether they were fans or not, they really tapped into the sadomasochistic hell ethos that the original was. Mm-hmm. was the the very psychosexual nature of oh, Clive Barker. They really captured it. Boy. So what happens if this thing does really well and they end up wanting to make sequels, which they're you're set up for sequels. Yeah. Um, and then the HBO thing happens. So we're going to have two different... No, HBO's a, a streaming TV thingy, right? Sure. Uh, and my understanding is the HBO is not a like a telling reboot of the Hellraiser story. Uh, minors, the way I feel about it, the way it's been described, uh, HBO's series is to Hellraiser as the Hellraiser comic series was to the movies. Okay, I like that then. Yeah. Like, little, here's stories in the world of Hellraiser. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's fun. As long as it doesn't show up, uh, turn up the turn out like Freddy's nightmares or whatever. Remember that crap? Yeah, I do. Oof. Ugh. I I didn't even watch it, but boy, oh boy, did guys like you have stuff to say about it. Uh, it didn't do well. It was really odd. The stories that were about Freddy were really esoteric, and the ones that weren't about Freddy were just not were not about Freddy. Were not interesting. Mm. I said it before. The one that that turned me off to that show was the one where she just kept waking up, kept waking up, kept waking up. I'm like, okay, I get it. Great. I will give it this though. Freddy's nightmares. Uh, they went into some artsy ways that I never would have expected a TV horror to do in the '80s. Oh well, see now you're selling it to me. Well, the uh-huh. the, the the fun thing with Freddy was all the weird ways he'd kill people, right? In the third, sure, but second, third, fourth movie. Sure, but those movies had budgets. The TV show had no budget. <laughs> None at all. Although, what's the over under on the uh, the HBO Hellraiser series actually getting made? Oh, it's at this <laughs> point it's HBO. That, that, that's why I was like, yeah. well, if we see it, it's <laughs> the chances of it going at this point, I think, are pretty slim. Yeah, uh, but I'll bet you they're watching the numbers on this movie as well. Yeah, but yeah, if you're a Hellraiser fan, check it out. If you're not a Hellraiser fan, still check it out. It's its own thing. Yeah, Jeff, what'd you do this week? No, hold on. Hold on. I need to point this out. Okay. I whooped Matt's ass at oh. Munchkin. Oh. Good job. That's it. Okay. Just had to be out there. Wow. Just in case he listens to this. My goodness. I whooped Matt's ass. That's well, it. When, uh, when you reached 10th level, what level was he? Uh, not 10, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Nine. Well, then that's not an ass whooping. Oh, no. It's an ass whooping when we all jump on Matt's ass when he, when oh. he reaches from 9 to 10, and he can't get out. And then I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm 10. Fuck you. Okay, that's fun. Yes, not an ass whooping, fun. but better. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't know about that's, the ass whooping. Yeah, there's, but that's uh, some real gamer torture, and I could get behind mm. it. Yeah. That was it. I like it. Some dick move. Yeah. Yeah. It's Munchkin. 100 I mean, it's a berry move. Mm. Jeff. I... Didn't do a lot, but the thing that I was really pleased with that I did do this week was Ooh, I watched please. Werewolf by Night on Disney+. Plus. Mm. I really enjoyed that. Um, it was a lot of fun. I think the thing that made me enjoy it the most was the cinematography. It oh. looked so much like a classic Universal Horror, uh, Universal Monsters film. Uh, like Even right up with the title cards where they, you know, they run that... Uh, before the actual, you know, events of the story to start to take place. What what is um, it? Is it something that I missed so, in Marvel? Or yeah, there it, is I mean, there is a comic series. Uh, it is a series, right? But it was yeah, a limited series. Limited series came out briefly. Uh, uh, Werewolf late, by Night, late eighties, no seventies. Set was it? Yeah. It was the seventies. Okay. It, it was along with like Tomb of Dracula, House of Frankenstein. It was sort of a 
a uh, um, Marvel's inching back into horror as uh, the code was starting to fall apart. Mostly just monster code. stories, though, right? I, I never actually yeah. got the chance to read them. I was aware of its existence, mm-hmm. and it really didn't trigger me. It didn't really get triggered yeah. in my brain until like when I was watching the, uh, mm-hmm. the Disney D23 presentation, and they, they announced it, and I was like, Werewolf by Night, why does that sound familiar? Yeah. And I'd say, well, it's a Marvel thing, and I'm like... Oh, that's right. That comic series yeah. that they have. Yeah. But um, werewolf in uh, the modern Marvel yeah. universe. Yeah. And it ties into the MCU, right? Yeah. It's supposed Perfect. to. I, I don't know exactly how it does. They haven't. They haven't made a. Yeah. There's. There's nothing in the movie, such as it is, because it's a. It's a short. Yeah. It's fifty. It's like it's less than an hour. Minutes long. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a. It was going to be a beginning. Because uh, that's what I did. So I might as well jump in. I thought it was going to be the yeah. first episode of a series. I did and too. And then it's like, yeah, no, it's nope. they're they're just doing a bunch of shorts for the horror. Long, long yeah. as they tie in, I love when things tie into the same universe. Fun fact: No, oh. uh, Hellraiser uh, is in the same universe as uh, Big Bang Theory. Explain. Okay. No, that, that's for a few. Seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll let that sink. In. No, I'm just gonna just throw these statements out, and I I choose not to explain them. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, bazinga to that. Yeah. Oh. But I yeah, see, I want to see Sheldon pick up the box and mm. die. I want to see Sheldon pick up the box. I want to see all of them pick up the box. <laughs> I hate that show. I know you do. That's a nice euphemism for wanting people to die. Oh, I hope that fucker picks up the box. That is a great. That's good. Yeah. That right. fucker okay. needs to pick up the box. Go solve the go solve the puzzle. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Oh, dude, oh, the title card. The yeah. t- Jeff, the yeah. title card. Oh cards. my god! Was it, when right that came on, I was. I, I I literally was giddy with the yes. moment that title card came wonderful. up because it looked so much like those classic films. Yes, uh, the the uh, the cinematography, the use of black and white. Yeah. Um, the music music made me think more of the later Universal because the earlier yeah. Universals were not you know well older movies weren't scored like they are today and this was scored like they are today but the music was appropriate that kind of reminded me a lot of Hammer and um, some of the, some of the certain aspects of the acting and stuff reminded me of Hammer Horror but it was definitely a very Universal monster movie push and. It was oh god! I yeah, loved the it. Uh, the the director Michael Giacchino. Giacchino, uh, the composer. Yeah, movie he's, composer. he's mostly known as a, as being a movie composer. Oh. This was uh, his first. He's done a few shorts. Yeah, before. yeah, I was gonna say. I was trying to think. Is this is the longest project that he's done? <laughs> At fifty five minutes, yeah, it's um, his longest movie. That's that's yeah. That's what I was trying to get to because like he's directed shorts, but he's never directed like a full on. Yeah. Um, movie or anything like that, but uh, yeah, uh, he's mostly known as being a composer for films and television. Um, I don't think he did the music for this one. I'm gonna have to look that. I would have to look that. I don't up, think but, so either. Which is, but no, I think that helped with his um, vision of how he wanted the music to sound for that. Because just like you said, the 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 music was the the score was appropriate for the feel they were trying to present with this. They were making it try to, they were trying to make it feel like a classic, uh, you know, universal horror or uh, universal monsters type picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and even some of the makeup effects I thought were a really nice nod to uh, those classic universal. Yeah. They, um, pictures, not, uh, not a huge spoiler, but they went with the more human faced werewolf. Yeah. 
but they managed to totally avoid because you know Teen Wolf. I was kinda, just going to ask about Teen that. Wolf. Kind of destroyed the human faced werewolf. It's like you do a werewolf with the human face. You if if you resemble Teen Wolf in any way, you're fucked. You know that was a problem with uh, the uh, Buffy. Well, <laughs> eh, Buffy, Buffy's Buffy. Um, and like the Nicholson Wolf or the um, Anthony Hopkins uh, Del Toro, yeah, the Wolfman. Yeah, the, I mean those people constantly had problems because. Yeah, as soon as you get human-faced werewolf, yeah, you've you you're JoJo the dog-faced boy. You're, you're on yeah. you're on the ragged edge of disaster, and they somehow managed yeah. it. it. It it they did it very well. Yeah, the, the, the makeup effects they used were were, I guess, uh, genre appropriate. I guess the best way to put it. Um, it 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 fit. Yes, it fit because it, it, it was sort of human-faced werewolf. Yeah. in the comics, Giacchino did do the music. Okay, um, but yeah, uh, the. Another interesting side note is uh, one of the uh, actors in the in the film uh, or the short is uh, Kirk Thatcher, who uh, yeah. played the uh, the punk in Star Trek IV. Uh, he's he's made a lot. Of, he's he's mostly a producer these days, but he makes the occasional brief appearance. They do nice here and cameos there. with him now, and it, it it wasn't until about halfway through that I was like, now I know where I know that guy from yeah. because it it was just like he's like. It was an interesting role, but I couldn't picture where I had seen him before. But yeah. you mentioned Celestia earlier. Apparently, Celestia knows him. Yeah. So yeah. that that was an interesting. Uh, as I was watching that, I'm like, hmm. I wonder if we could uh, get a little uh, interview with him. Yeah, really. Because that were would be good, awesome. Were there good werewolf transformation scenes? Uh, how do you say that? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think how to address that without being spoilery. Yeah. So I will just watch I'm it just gonna, form my own opinion. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to say you should watch it. Was it better than American Werewolf in London? That scared the shit out of me as a kid. Well, American Werewolf that was, in that was groundbreaking. Yeah. American Werewolf in London was groundbreaking because that was the goal for that transformation. They wanted it to make it seem different than every other werewolf transformation you'd ever seen. They wanted to make it look like it physically hurt <laughs> that person. They, well, that and you, you had know, movement. Yeah. <laughs> the whole stay still as the hair grows in. As basically the it, pepper effect goes in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, ghost, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it, and it's, I think that uh, the first transformation scene was nicely done. Yeah. The way they handled it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I was sitting there watching it, Jeff, see if you agree with me. I'm watching that scene take place and uh, there is uh, someone, not the werewolf, uh, you know, seeing the transformation and you're, I, I was like, doing a good job here yeah because this could be you you could totally overact drop the ball flub it and i think that it was very well done once i saw giacchino's name i was even more impressed yeah with just how well it was uh handled as a direction and cinematography and stuff like that so uh yeah um i definitely recommend checking it out um they dropped it at midnight, I think, on Thursday night. So Something it was like, it was that, like a yeah. Friday premiere. Yeah. Um, and apparently, at, at one point, they were thinking of something along the lines of Marvel's Halloween yeah. movie special. And they they, they, they choked at the last minute and went with <laughs> a comic book name to tie it in. Uh, and uh, I will say nothing more except great cameo by one Marvel character uh, yep. that you... that. 
they totally anticipate they totally and completely hid it from you yep. the marketing about this is the coolest thing like like andy popping up on what was it the the lair or in discord where he's mm -hmm. like how did i not know this was coming and it's already out yeah and i liked that they did that because it's a wonderful surprise i just watched it and i just loved it absolutely great salute to the pulpy old school monster tradition well, i can't wait to watch it mm. Uh, the only thing, other thing I did this week is played board games with the monkeys. Had a good time with you, tier four or five players on Board Game Arena. Uh, we played a game called uh, Inca Gold. It's been around for a long time, very colonial, but uh, a really fun, easy to learn, press your luck game where you're exploring a Mayan temple. Or is it Mayan gold? Incan gold. Incan gold. So, Incan temple. And trying to get as many gems as you can and every turn you decide whether you want to go one more step into the temple and you either going to go into a trap find more treasure but everyone goes in together and shares in the treasure hmm. for every step so you only bank your findings if you leave the temple it's kind of like the adventurers uh yes and probably adventurers owes a lot to this because hmm. uh, it's been around for a long time but what's wonderful about it is that uh, the trap cards, there's five different traps you can come across. Uh, one of them we deemed the Vlarg card because the zombie looks just like Vlarg. Spot on. Huh. I can't it's wait to see this. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, the Vlarg card. I, I should uh, I don't know, make sure I put that in the uh, Geek Shop picture <laughs> post. Vlarg card. The Vlarg card. Uh, don't you or Andy have the board game? Because this, this sounds like something we played It must before. be Andy because I don't. Okay. So. I, it sounds it's probably it's in been your around closet. since the 80s. It's an old game, mm -hmm. but good, yeah. very good, easy to learn. If you like pressure luck games, it's one of the better ones I've played. So, uh, so future board game arenas, we will definitely return this, to this, and it holds a lot, up to eight players, so we can all play this one. So oh. cool, highly recommend it. And of course, the uh, Geek Shock Book Club is reading Fairy Tale by Stephen King this month. So uh, discussions have already opened up on the Facebook page. And that's uh, that's pretty much all I did. Anything else you do, Kay? Uh, that's the big one. If you'd like to know what Deb did, she just oh. texted me. She said, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. That's it. Oh, so she, wait, she went to, I, I guess she went to Red Lobster. Yeah, right? okay. I, I don't know. She yeah, just, I guess Cheddar so. Bay Biscuits. That well, tells me the days. whole story. It does, really. Yeah. For the seafood lover in you. I remember that. Remember when we used to go get dinner at Red Lobster before uh, recording? Yep. The good old days. Ah, uh, yes. How well, many baskets <laughs> of Cheddar Bay Biscuits did Andy go through that one time? Four. Was it Andy or me? All I remember I was like, shit. I he, I saw him just like putting those things away, and I remember the waitress coming over and was like, "Would you like another basket of biscuits?" Oh yes, please. Yeah. And then the next one was just gone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't think I even got one yeah. out of that second basket. I find those suckers too heavy. I can only do yeah. a few. In yeah, yeah. I, I can have like one or two, but mm. I, I I think at that point I didn't get any of them, so it was like. <laughs> I don't know. That, that it, it might have been me. He's still salty I, I, about I, I that. I like those fuckers, too. Well, I did eventually get, like, one. But it was just like the... the it's like as soon as the basket went down, the hands started mm. moving the biscuits right to the face. So <laughs> Burning my mouth on the shrimp scampi. Ooh, oh, yeah. <laughs> just that, that butter just searing and blistering. The you, you can wait until it's cool enough to eat, you know. You don't have to eat it right then. Unless, like, people are, like, taking forks and stabbing at your dinner and taking it away wow. from you. Well, Andy is there. Could happen. <laughs> yeah. Vlark's a killjoy. <laughs> I can only eat a couple of those biscuits, too. You know, you can buy the pack, and you can make it for yourself yep. at home. 
the home stuff is never the same. That's not the same, no. Because you don't have someone bringing it to you. Yeah, and and there's no fun if you're home alone and you set down the basket and... And he's not there you're, to take not, them. You're, you just you can't bogart from anyone because it's just you. It's yours. Yeah, there's nothing like stolen food, man. Yeah, it <laughs> makes it taste better. Or food that has the potential to be stolen from you. There you go. Yeah, you guard your food. Yeah, it's a little fortress of napkin holders. And that you you it. earn your meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always tastes better. Everyone else's fries always taste better. That's what I've heard. It's true. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah, Jeff. Make sure to throw no, that I, part I'm in. usually the receiving end of that one. I'm like, everybody keeps taking my fries. I'm like, why the fuck are you touching my fries, number one? <laughs> one, one because that's how you react. Yes. And, and two, other people's fries are better. See, right. now we have a problem. Because it's out in the open. The next time we all go for dinner or something, fuck forbid we ever go to the Red Lobster, uh, we're gonna. Get, uh, yes, we'd like some some Cheddar Bay biscuits, please. And we're all gonna look at each other. I'm gonna look at you. You're gonna look at Jeff. Jeff can look at Todd. Todd's gonna look at Satan because that's you know. Um, and the minute that thing hits the table, oh, I really hope the the server pulls their hand away because <laughs> we're just gonna eat them and stuff like two, three yeah. in our mouth as, as many as we can before other people can have any. This in hopes that great. Jeff gives you that hangdog face. This is, I didn't get any biscuits. I want my biscuits. <laughs> and I'm also going to steal your fries now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to fr- do that. Oh, your fries are dead. You know, it's They're funny. Done. We're establishing they got uh, targets on national them. traditions. If you see Andy, poke him with a stick. Right. You see Jeff, steal his fries. Steal Every single one of them. Yeah. And, and eat your Cheddar Bay biscuits before Andy can get them. It's like it's our cautionary tale for children. Now you sit there and you eat your biscuits, or Andy's gonna take. That's them. right, <laughs> the bogeyman. It's not starving. The biscuit man. It's not starving kids in some foreign countries. Why you got to eat it? It's eat it it's before eight. Andy gets it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to revisit something you said. Very important. I didn't want it to slip by. Did you call it the Red Lobster? <laughs> I think he did. I, think I, 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 don't never know. It, I never heard it called the Red Lobster. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> way said. fancier than it's it is. Yeah. Let's go to the Red Lobster. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I called it the Red Lobster. I, I mean, we have to from now on. For the same way we call it the Olive Garden. <laughs> and the Chili. Oh, you don't call it the Chili's. We should, though. No. I want to put the in front of it Let's now. go to the Chili's. Yeah, but does anybody ever go to Olive Garden anymore? Yeah, really? not really. I started calling Olive Garden Maple Leaf Matt's Puzzle Box. <laughs> <laughs> Such Boy. pleasure and pain together, right? <laughs> she just brings wow. in the basket, sets it in front of him. We have such sights to show you. In the bathroom. And he's like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh, 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 Who can eat more than two plates of that never-ending pasta after oh. you have salad and stuff? That's a lot of food, well, man. Well, you said it right there after you've had salad. Don't have salad. They lay down the breadsticks, devils to some, angels to others. <laughs> yeah, it was devils to me. That, those <laughs> were so, those so <laughs> eager to eat, so that, reluctant to admit it. That night that, that, that uh, Matt had the, the, the chest infection, oh my God. He ate like four or five of those and they were so dry. Well, he had to. I don't know Andy how got he got the rest of it. <laughs> well, I just. You dip them in the. In the Salad dressing. I couldn't figure out how he was still eating them because they were just so dry and nasty. Yeah, but it was good that Andy ate because then he had the strength to save. It's true. Matt, yeah. I mean, could you imagine we end the podcast, stop recording, we're heading down the stairs to go to the parking lot, and there's Matt. Right there. Right by his car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh shit, Paulette's going to kill us. 
Ugh, what a place to die. <laughs> Olive Garden. No, no, no. It'd be in uh, um, parking lot. Todd's parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a way to die. <laughs> I used to go to Olive Garden a lot because I had a friend of mine who worked as a manager there, and he'd hook us up. But sure, man. We didn't have a pot to piss in or window to throw. Hey, it you out. know when Olive Garden was brand new, it was pretty good. It was pretty good when it was brand new, but not anymore a friend of mine uh, who came from indiana said that when she went to olive garden with her family that was like a big out that was a big to do sure yeah because there's nothing else out there well as from indiana i agree yeah yeah you went to you went to olive garden and borders and that was the reason for the trip wait a minute we had on the discord or was it the lair uh jake showing off things like pork brain sandwiches that's an evansville thing it's its own evansville is its own creature Uh, it's really funny too because that that fried slab between that piece of bread actually did look like fried brain. It is fried brain. It had convolutions it's, and everything. It it's was just not like, like a fun name for a tenderloin. <laughs> it's fried brain. <laughs> that's not choice meat, dude. That's pork. That's pork brain. <laughs> Gross. Evansville has this little street fair it does every year. Everyone goes to it, and there's one booth that sells pork brain sandwiches. And I tried it. Because I lived there and I was like, oh, these are, everyone just says, I have to try this. And I think everyone's taking the piss. <laughs> well, everyone's just trying Rocky to Mountain oysters. <laughs> everybody's just trying to see if they can get the next person yeah, to try it so they go. can laugh at them. Yeah, and, and, and Jake is just, well, Jake likes them and I can't. <laughs> well, it's just an I'm not going to fault somebody's taste, but goddamn. It explains no so much. No taste shaming. <laughs> oh, I'll taste shame all day long. I don't care. You know what it is, Todd? It's an endless chain of revenge because somebody made them try it, so now they want to get somebody else to try it so that they can oh, have... Oh, it's like child abuse. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what, dude? That got no, dark the, fast. The, cycle, the cycle of, you know, a parent abuses the child, child grows up, they abuse the child. Is that oh, yeah. what you meant? So, okay. Because I had to what? eat pork where, brain sandwiches. You have to eat pork I, brain sandwiches. I was going to say, where the fuck was I... Where did I... What did you That's guys... That's why we're goddamn confused. It just went dark really fast. <laughs> Did someone hit their kid with a pork brain sandwich? <laughs> it was like a hoagie? Yeah. Although, I, if you're gonna. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's made with that Olive Garden bread. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Ow. Wait, whose brain just fell on the floor? Uh, Jake, I do have to ask this question, though, because uh, it's been a while. Uh, is the do they still sell the pork brain sandwiches right by the porn theater because that's where they did it when I was there? So. Oh, that's just that little touch of <laughs> yeah. So there you I, go. So it just makes it taste all that better. Makes right? makes makes a getting head just a whole new. Uh, I, got, not, I have a question. You're not sure where the smell is coming from. Is it coming from the theater <laughs> or from the sandwich? <laughs> Bad head. Talk, talk about getting dark. <laughs> Holy crap. Is it the sandwich that stinks or is it the theater? <laughs> You've killed Kirsten. Look, he's dead. This sandwich yeah. smells like bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten's dying. Look what you did. Yeah. I, have a, I have a food question for you. Oh, great. I, really, it's mainly for, for Jake. Okay. <laughs> What's so funny about that? He's from, you know, yeah, and I'm not interested in Torgo's opinion on anything, so I'm just directing it to the audience. From where you're from, is it a sub? Is it a hero? Is it a hoagie? Is it a grinder? What is it called? You're asking Jake, why are you looking at me? I'm just wondering what you're going to say now. Oh, All of a, the above. Uh, sub. Sub? Yeah. Hmm. Sub. Yeah, 
I, I, I eventually heard Grinder elsewhere, but uh, Grinder's not really used very widely regionally. Sometimes I heard Hoagie, but Hoagie mostly so. Hero. Oh man, we I had worked. a we had a great shop in Wichita when I was growing up called the Grinder Man. They had an amazing sandwich. <laughs> There's something there. I can't quite get to it. Oh, mm. that's who it was you call. right next to the porn theater. Call the Grinder Man. <laughs> who you gonna call? Grinder Man. He was his hero. <laughs> he wasn't a sub, but he certainly went down. That's the guy you avoid in nightclubs. <laughs> Don't stand over by the bar. Grinder Man's there. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. The I think on I, the court. <laughs> from Jersey, I think I remember a lot of shops calling it Hoagie, but I was like 13 when I left, so I'm not Pennsylvania. I was in uh, Southeast Pennsylvania, Whitehall. Okay. Um, and uh, at a subway, <laughs> my friend had opened up his subway franchise, and I was helping him with it. Everybody came, Hoagie. And it's just like, oh, yeah, well, there's subs here. Why are you cutting the bread like that? Oh, well, I just want roast beef. Well, we actually have roast beef, turkey, and ham. Deer. I just want roast beef with butter. Oh, what the hell kind of oh. miscreant ne'er-do-well? Reprobate. And, and there, there you, that's your reaction? When I tell them we don't have butter, the, the, the laughter, like, oh, the sheer ignorance of these fools. No butter to go on the roast beef hoagie. See, that's what's happened when you open the box in Pennsylvania. That's, <laughs> that's, that, that's the seventh configuration yes. of the box? Yes. Holy shit. It, it, yeah. Lament, Leviathan, hoagie, uh, <laughs> hoagie roast beef with butter. Roast beef with butter. <laughs> hoagie configuration. And a the cup hoagie. of coffee. The hoagie configuration. We disappointed God. so many fucking rednecks. <sighs> now I'm trying to picture the box in a hoagie configuration. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar to that long one, that's for sure. Chunk, 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 chunk. And there's Matt. Oh, 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 the big one. I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> Sanford and Son reference, everybody. Wow. Paulette's racing up to help him. Wait, who's Elizabeth? And Matt dies. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, my mom used to play Kino with uh, Fred Sanford. No shit. With Red Fox? Well, he was, Red Fox, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he, he was out here for, well... Last part of his life, really, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. And he was, yeah, for a while, he was a Vegas He was a regular at the Hacienda, right? Um, Didn't something? your dad almost buy a house that Red Fox owned or something yeah. when he first moved out yeah, here? It he was, was like one of those weird stories world, he was telling man. me about. I was like, yeah. what? <clears throat> Absolutely. Can you dad, your dad a, had some great yeah. stories about Vegas. He wanted to turn it into a bed and breakfast, yeah. yeah. Bed and, that's why it didn't. In Vegas? Exactly. That's really? why it didn't happen. They got a few of those already. Yeah, they don't. Do well, anything. they serve grinders and hoagies. They're mostly in heroes, <laughs> subs, subs. They're mostly in Pahrump. Oh, Pahrump. <laughs> where are you getting hedge sandwiches? Hedge sandwiches? Well, yeah. Heads, head, head cheese. Head cheese. I have had a sandwich Uh-oh. in a whorehouse in in Pahrump. <laughs> yeah, I was driving back. I was I'm, going to the the uh, the winery that's out there. <clears throat> because driving back. Yeah, I went to uh, the, the winery. Oh, the winery. No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut your ignorant mouth. I, uh, I was going to the winery. I was coming back from the winery because I went out there to return a case of wine that, that t- turned bad, which is something I never had to do. But I was like, man, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, folks, Barry does not return alcohol. No, so. I drink the shit. Anyway, I, so the I was like, winery, my <laughs> I'm hungry, and I'm, and I'm, hey, they got a really good restaurant. Yeah, they actually do there. have a really good, really restaurant good restaurant. Really good restaurant. Yeah, the, well, they bring you back by giving you bad wine. 
So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I've never been out here. I got to check this out. And so I just went for a BLT and I got my BLT and I watched. You a, sure a, did. A, I, I, <laughs> it wasn't that much. It was pretty good. Uh, and they, they had a couple lineups when, the, when a few guys came through the door and it was really interesting to watch. And then I left. But it was a decent sandwich. It's hard that, to hurt a BLT, though. Yeah, how do you screw that up? Well, you can have bad bread. That's yeah. true. The, the, the bread's not toasted enough, and it's too thin. Wilted you know, lettuce. They use yeah. a spinach lettuce. and yeah, That's that elevated you know, California stuff. Cherry tomatoes. You don't cook the bacon all the way through. Yeah. It's all Some rubber. Sizzling. Sizzling. Oh, God, I grew up with that. My mother loves sizzling. Ugh. Sizzling, boo. <laughs> or they substitute turkey bacon for real bacon. That's just a lie on a plate. Blasphemy. Uh, how close are we to impossible bacon? Is that coming? Uh, they actually are working on All it, right. believe it or not. Yeah, I'll try it. Barry will try anything once. Let's give this man a brain sandwich. There you go. No. <laughs> Whoops. We found the line, folks. <laughs> There's the line. There's the line. Give him a brain sandwich with the uh, no hypnotic. Sweet- <laughs> with hypnotic. Oh, God. Oh, God. Gross. What? I don't eat brain. I don't eat sweetbreads. Uh, no. Blech. <laughs> And hypnotic is crazy. You destroyed my palate forever. There you go. Ugh. All right. Hypnotic in a brain sandwich. <laughs> That's so Ooh. disgusting. Oh, oh, my God. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Are you I'm gonna writing serve, it down. You going to serve that to me one day? I think he's just making sure he... I'm going to avoid this by writing it down so I, I can't even inadvertently forget... <laughs> Accidentally have it. I, I heard of the worst, the most disgusting thing I ever heard on the on the show today, <laughs> and it was called Barry. But the second most disgusting thing I heard was <laughs> news. You don't give a shit about. Hey! Yay! I, I said normally boo it, but yay! But to get off of this subject, <laughs> awful fucking food. <laughs> Uh, this one uh, has a sponsorship. Now, anybody in Kofi, if you're a level four or five, remember, you do get a sponsorship ad of your choice for the show every month. So uh, this one, uh, public service announcement from Speed... <laughs> Let's start wow. that little, uh, <clears throat> Everyone Take drink. Two. <clears throat> Achoo. Public service announcement from Steampunk Autocracy of Norway. Oh, boy. Uh Uh-oh. As many of you might not know, friend of the pod and friend of Norway, Jake has entered the face of horror thingy and needs your help to drum up... Thingy. To drum up... (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) To drum up more interest in his glorious campaign, great leader Kingvald has offered to translate any word into Norwegian for you, even if words such as butter and foot, if you can present proof of voting for the Honorable <laughs> Jake Godbold. Thank you, uh, King Vault. Thank you for your sponsorship. And what a, what a way to sponsorship to, yes. to push Jake Godbold's I thing. want to know the Norwegian word for hoagie. There it is. Yeah. And then you have donated to Jake's thing, so... I've donated to Jake's thing. I got... Uh, Jake? Jake, Jake's thing. <clears throat> Jake's, uh, Jake's got a singing voice. He does. He talks about... Fun. Carrie, now I'm used to, I have a couple of theater geek friends, maybe, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but most people who talk about karaoke, they're there to sing like shit yeah. and enjoy themselves. So when Jake would talk about karaoke, I'm like, ah, there's one. But I challenged him, and he sang, Always Will Love You. Yeah, man. And he, he's got a voice. He can do it. So, you know, hey, Jake, props to you. 
The toxicity of our berry. I I think my next one is going to be Whitney's version of the Star Spangled Banner. I just have to come up with the 10 bucks. Yeah, do it. There you go. But yeah, uh, contribute to the face of horror thingy. And let's get Jake in there. He gets appearance in a movie. All sorts of cool stuff happens. It's like a... It's like a Jake road trip. Yeah. And if you want to find more information there on the uh, Geek Shock, uh, well, Kofi, of course, all the uh, in the Discord, you can find the information there. But if you're not part of that, then just go to the Shock Monkey's lair because he's posted there as well. Yes. So find it. Help him out. It's definitely worthwhile. The dude deserves it. News don't give a shit about. As Disney moves toward its 100th anniversary celebration next year, Deb dodged a bullet. The company Tuesday raised prices of tickets in the Anaheim parks in nearly every category, as well as the add-on Disney Genie Plus and Lightning Lane services at both of its U.S. resorts. Wow. <laughs> yep, they sure did. Just missed the increase. Wow. And we already bought our tickets for this winter when we're going. Smart. Because the ticket increases kicked in Tuesday. Uh, The top one-day, one-park ticket, Tier 5, was $124 in 2017. In 2018, it went to 134, 149 in 2019, 154 in 2020, 159 in 2021, and now that price for that same tier ticket is now 169 dollars. It's a 36 percent rise in five years. Uh, tier six was added above at 164 dollars last year. It's now risen to 179. Uh, park hopper tickets, were allowed to, which allow guests to visit Disneyland and California Adventure on the same day, they also cost more, with Tier 5 going from $219 to $234. Uh, the least expensive Tier 0 park hopper ticket uh, will be $169. That's a brand new tier. And when you're talking about tiers... Yeah, I was just going to ask, what does that mean? That's time of year that you visit. Oh, okay. So there's like two yeah. Tier 0 days. <clears throat> yeah, they've... Uh... They've really changed the way with the reservation system, um, what your your ticket prices are. And there's not really any, like you just have to go to the calendar and look at the ticket prices because they don't really tell you what days or what tier. Mm. You just have to look at it and go, oh, it, they're charging X number amount for this day. Like you buy X tier and then when you want to go, you check the calendar and mm-hmm. see what sure. days are that It's tier. like Vegas hotels, you know, when there's a lot going on in town, the prices. Oh, yeah. 200% higher. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I renewed my Magic Key because, you know, I plan on going a few more times over the next year. So Magic it'll key? pay for itself. That's the, that's what they're calling their annual pass now. Oh, Magic that's key. just for Disneyland. It's just for Disneyland, though. Um, they need, I think they need they, everywhere in the world, Disney. Pass. They stopped doing the joint. There was a joint annual pass that was for both Disneyland and Disney World, but they stopped doing that. Mm, that's what we need. Well, need. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the basic genie service forecasts wait times for various attractions at the theme park and provides recommendations based on user preferences. Now, adding Genie Plus provides access to the Lightning Lane, line skipping service for most rides, one attraction at a time. Uh, Some of the more popular attractions, however, require additional a la carte Lightning Lane fees. (laughs) Uh, for Disney and California Adventure, if you get Genie Plus just in general, it went to, to $25 a day. But some of the popular attractions, such as Radiator Springs Racers and Rise of the Resistance, require additional fees for Lightning Lane access. And Disney says pricing will continue to vary by date and demand. Hmm. Uh, one user at the park uh, today reported that the access for the Rise of the Resistance Fast Lane alone was 20, $25 extra dollars. 
Uh, when Magic Genie was introduced last year, uh, a la carte access for popular rides was between 7 and $20, depending on demand. Uh, and of course, more increases are likely to come. Now, you should also mention that Disney Plus, when they say $25, uh, it's per person in your party. Yes. So if two of you want to go on that, it's... Twenty-five dollars times just two. for rise, just, just for rise of the resistance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fifty dollars. Oh yeah. We did the 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 Disney Genie Plus. Um, the just, wait, the, I can't talk. Disney. The, the, the Disney Genie Plus yeah, the, next to the just, brain sandwich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I think Jizz Genie. I think that's one of David Bowie's characters. <laughs> Yeah, Darren and I did the Disney Genie Plus for for one day, uh, just because there was uh, there were a couple of rides that were just really long lines, but we skipped Rise of the Resistance, and we're glad we did because we had just gotten out of Oga's Cantina and we were walking past Rise, and it was the lowest wait we had ever seen. It was like fifty five minutes, <sighs> which is super short for Rise, and it was maybe forty minutes we were in line. So you can't just it was go fast. back and get like a fast pass anymore. No, no. The, 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 the Disney Genie Plus is the fast pass. That's what that's what it is. That's and the, you still wait in a line. Yeah, it's like well, it, it, it's they a say, much shorter line. But they say like fifty five minute wait. So why can't you just get your ticket and fifty five minutes later you come back? And you go in. That's what Fast Pass used to be like. Well, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, we went on Radiator Springs Racers in Disney California Adventure. That line is always massively long. Uh, we did the Lightning Lane, and we were in line, I want to say, 30 minutes. Whereas uh, somebody that we had passed by in the line that had just gotten into the regular line... We came out. They were not even a quarter of the way into their line, so it was. I mean, so it's like certain rides. It's it's really beneficial for, and it also depends on what the crowd levels are like. Because with this reservation system now, they don't really do the max crowds like they did in the past. That's part of I think why they keep raising the ticket prices because they're allowing fewer people into the park at your at any given time, depending on what's going on. Um, I know with the uh, the Halloween season and the the Oogie Boogie Bash and stuff coming up, they're they're letting more people in, so the crowds look bigger. But but nothing like, turns people off like seeing a three hour wait for some rides. Yeah. Uh, now I don't know if this it's been a while since I since I've been to Disney and we're going back this winter. And I wish Deb were here to answer this, but you we used to be able to say, hey, you know, we got someone in our party who's disabled or which. <laughs> You know where I'm going with this, right? I was going to ask, is this all more expensive than just hiring a wheel-bound ch- uh, wheelchair-bound person? Wheelchair bound person to come with you? No, know? and here's why. Because, okay, we used to always do that because we always had someone who was legit, like, disabled or had, like, an issue mm-hmm. or something. Or, you know, some issues are not visible. So who are you to say what they are, Disney? And so, of course, they would say, all right, fine. I mean, you got to wait in line, like a short line. At the, the guest experience booth, which is a weird one. It's like off to the side in, in all the parks. And you say, hey, you know, I'm with someone who's disabled. They're here. Okay. They can't They can't wait in line or whatever. Great. So we'll mark you you and your party. If you don't care if your party's like 10 people big. So that you can get go up to the to the front and get, uh, get a fast pass to come yeah. back. And you, just, you only get one at a time. But it saved us so much time in the parks. The last time we went to a California, the California Adventure... We tried to get that. And then this dude 
with the lipstick and a mustache uh, said to us, and I just point that out because he was real, she, whatever, was very smarmy and, and shitty toward us and said, oh, no, no, you don't you don't have to get that anymore. Now, it, it, the rides are, the, the way the weight lines are, it, it, uh, it's fast now. And you, you, if you're not able to stand, there's a place to sit. It's okay. You don't have to get the fast pass. In my mind, I'm thinking, fuck you. That's bullshit. Mm. You know, you're just trying to prevent people from from abusing the system. How dare you <laughs> prevent me from abusing the system? Well, I I read an article somewhere where they they this was a couple of years ago. Cut the secrets out, right? They 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 cracked down on the whole. And there was it was so funny because there was a big there was a big what the fuck? <laughs> I can't grab my second cousin twice removed. Who, I can't just lie. You know, well, is, is missing a leg to you know bring him to Disney and skip all the lines? Well, I will tell you, Kirsten, my one and only experience <clears throat> with that is uh, I was there with a friend of mine, and she was having some difficulty walking that day, but it wasn't like this disability thing, not permanently mm. disabled. So she rented one of those little scooters. Mm. Now, we did not go to the rides and say, hey, we need to get into the disabled line. Mm. The cast members flagged us down and said, you need to come over into this line. Well, there you go. And then they would just ask us, like, can she walk like five feet? Was, yeah, no problem. So they would put us in the uh, the disabled queues, and we got on so many rides mm-hmm. that day. Go. But we weren't trying to exploit the system. It was just literally <laughs> the they flagged us. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they flagged us down and said, hey, come over here. So don't think about it like you're exploiting the system. Think about it like you're avoiding a three-hour wait. Well, yeah. I mean, I think next time, What's we, your sh- time worth? we should go get one of those scooters, get Barry one of those helmets, you know, and <laughs> duct tape like oven mitts to his hands and just put him in the scooter. I'll do it. And then and then we'll wait for them to flag us I down. did it at Comic-Con <laughs> one year. I remember. I, I love this story. So I, I couldn't get into the Spider-Man panel because it was crowded. Is for uh, Spider- the I one like with it. Doc I Ock. love this story. And then I, I, I go down. I, I hobble my ass down. I hobble. Well, I walk down normally. But then when I get to the, the first aid booth, I hobble. Like, I, I really, I hurt my knee. It just, it's really bad. This I, is I such a, a Barry story. Can I get a, a wheelchair? <laughs> yeah. And then I realize, oh, wow, this is really tough. This is, these guys must be strong <laughs> to this deal with really this. really tough. And then my, I'm like, wow, this is wow, really being slow. in a wheelchair must suck. That must suck, yeah. Very uh, learning life lessons. <laughs> and then, so I see this girl I know, like, hey, what's up? She's like, what you do? I'm like, nothing. You want to get into Spider-Man? <laughs> so she wheels my ass into Spider-Man. She's like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, look, see, it's Doc Ock. Woohoo! <laughs> And then I return the wheelchair. <laughs> but basically, that's what we used to do. At, uh, that's how Barry makes friends in five minutes. <laughs> We're an informative podcast. <laughs> oh, God. If there's a system, I'm going to exploit it because that's what you do. Oh, and shit. I don't want to wait for three hours because my time is worth more than that, especially on vacation where your time is very limited. There you go. So, yeah, I'm going to exploit it. Barry's life hacks. I don't know. It just seems like poor planning on your part, Barry. <laughs> what? I know. Like John Bean Hastings right, yeah, right exactly. now is shaking his yeah, head. Yeah, he's just like, I've told them <laughs> all how to I know how, how to do it. And he, I'm telling you how me. I used to do it. Now i got to buy a thing. Uh, all, but All you got to do is before you go in, you stop at Olive Garden, bring Matt along, shove a bunch <laughs> of yeah. breadstick in his mouth. He'll barely be able to walk to any ride. You'll get right Crack on. a few Alka-Seltzer, put it in his mouth so he's foaming. I'll tell you why I like Epcot the best. 
because there's never three-hour waits to go and drink. And that's what you do in Epcot. You just drink and eat. There and that, those are the best rides. It's its own ride. Yeah. Now, I, I, I have now discovered we've got a new, I think we got a great idea for a new top-tier oh. uh, uh, Kofi goal. Wheel barrier around Disney? No. Love it. Geek Shock Disneyland buyout. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That buy out so Disneyland much. for a day uh, for dude, us to just go. How That's many gonna... millions does that cost? A lot, I'm You know sure. what? Wait a minute. We had a submarine on there at one point. That costs less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might be able to buy out like Noah's Ark World or something. <laughs> yes. Let's go to the Creation Museum and buy that out for a private party. Everyone wears Slayer shirts. <laughs> Yes, dinosaurs did exist with man. I'm going to oh get my, my own personalized shirt. I heart abortion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> or, or better yet, that was that one, that shirt that says Jesus is a c- <laughs> From that band, uh, what was it called? Uh, I don't know, whatever. Oh, sorry, you got to bleep that probably. All right. And not me. Yeah, it wasn't you. I took it. I took Deb's and credit, and I took your C word. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. He's... It is the Barry King. And I said C word, so you know what he bleeped out. Ha ha. Yeah, you bleep out C word. Oh, dare you. <laughs> How about if I just beep out all of his uh, innocuous words? Just for Barry? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Just... There you go. Today I ate a C. Oh, boy. It was delicious. <laughs> I'm just setting them up now. Yeah. Hey, you have some news and stuff, don't you? We're on that podcast that doesn't. <laughs> right? At this point, I'm just making notes of yeah, where I really. can fuck with <laughs> garbage. This is the Barry cast. What fucking news? Weekend Geek! Yay! Yay! Six movies currently in the works at Marvel have gotten pushed out to later release dates. The biggest push is for Blade, which is now set to premiere September 6, 2024, almost a year out from its previous release date of November 3rd, 2023. Wow. Uh, the push out for Blade comes just days after the news that director Bassam Tariq dropped out of the film. Mm. Uh, the movie was supposed to start production next month, but with no director currently attached, not surprising Marvel moved the release date. Uh, Blade wasn't the only movie that got moved around the slate. Uh, the third Deadpool f- film got moved out from September 6, 2024 to November 8, 2024. Fantastic Four has release date moved to February 14, 2025. So, hey, there you go. A little, little something for your, your special heart day. <laughs> Sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Sweetheart Fantastic Four viewing. Mm-hmm. And Avengers Secret Wars also got a new release date. Uh, two yet-to-be-announced MCU films also got moved. And that, you, know, you know what's crazy about this whole thing? What? Because uh, I mentioned before that I'm still doing HSX, the Hollywood Stock Exchange. Yes. They, it went stupid because of this news. Like everyone shorted them? No, it's, it's like all of a sudden everyone started selling off Marvel stock. It's, it's not like they canceled all these. They just pushed them back a, a few months in some cases. And like the Fantastic Four went down like like 10%. <laughs> like, like what, what are you doing? Like, like my value went down like 150000 in a day. Because oh, no one wants to sit on that shit until for then. That's a long time. Right now, you hey. You free up that capital to do other stuff. Did yeah. you short it? At, at this point, I, was, I just sold off what I had because oh. I know it's going to go right back up. It's going to go down for a couple of days. I'll buy it right back up and let it rise. Hmm. So, you know, Hollywood stocks is changed. Oh, Do I got to get back on that? You, you might have to. Oh, man. Have to just look for a geek shock for the, uh, the group. Oh. Easy to find. All right. All right. I may have to. Yeah. 
Sydney Sweeney, the Emmy um, uh, as an hour and a half, it's hour and a half, yeah, hour and a half. The everyone drinks. Emmy-nominated Disney star, <laughs> the Disney star. Uh, Sydney Sweeney, the Emmy-nominated Euphoria and White Lotus actress, is attached to star in the new Barbarella movie for the studio. Uh, the film is based on Jean-Claude Forrest's French comic book series that was turned into a 1968 movie starring Jane Fonda. The new movie is still in development, no writer or director attached, but Sweeney is expected to executive produce. Uh, not much known about this version, but the 1968 picture, directed by Roger Vadim, follows an astronaut from the 41st century who sets out to find and stop the evil scientist Durand Durand, whose positonic ray threatens to bring evil back into the galaxy. Film wasn't a box office hit, but has since become a cult classic. And in 2020, the Forest Estate announced plans for a new film. Uh, Sweeney has become a fan favorite with Sony. Studio hired her to co-star in its Marvel pick, Madam Web, opposite Dakota Johnson, but also recently acquired the film The Registration with Sweeney on board to produce and star as well. Uh, Barbarella has... Uh, Popped in and out of this show for years at this point. At one point, uh, you're Drew, wearing the shirt. I, I love the film. I, I ironically love Barbarella. Uh, Drew Barrymore was attached to it at one point. Yeah. I look forward to what the next one is, but I really wonder how the hell they're going to do it. It's yeah. It's such a bizarre. I mean, the story in itself is bizarre. Sure. The, the original film is bizarre. The original comic is bizarre. I yeah. think they should just embrace the bizarre. And they and I hope that they will. Uh, my fear is they're going to lean too hard into the camp. No. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid that they'll overdo it and it'll just be camp for camp's sake. Because there is a huge element of camp to that original. But there is to the comic. Uh, but it's just enough camp. It's it's crazy. It's stupid, and also very very imaginative. And that's what I really love about that original film. That and there's boobs. Uh, well, you know what? I saw it when I was 70s. like a third grader. It was a big part of my sexual awakening. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. And oh. and it's also why I uh, equate uh, sexuality with uh, biting dolls. So it all makes sense. Well, that just says a lot. It really does. Yeah. 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 You don't see the look that he just he just gave me. His eyes went wide. It's creepy. <laughs> and and I still love Duran Duran to this day. As far as a band goes, oh, yeah. still top three bands of all time in my opinion. Um, but I originally got into them because they were named after the villain of Barbarella, and I mm. recognized that immediately as a kid. Going, oh, they're named after Barbarella thing, and so I got into them as a kid for that reason. And they just happened to be good. But I yeah, am. I am wearing the shirt right now. Although he and you know what? Co complete coincidence. I ran into this news today, yeah. and I was wearing the shirt when I ran into it. So I'm like, God damn, how's that working <laughs> you out? Should, you fate. should clarify, Todd, that you like 20th century Duran Duran, but not 21st century Duran Duran. Astronaut was a crap album. Yeah, he <laughs> said that multiple times. Ugh. He did not like... Uh, well, did you? You didn't even like Electric Barbarella, that song too, right? Now that we're the, speaking about this, Barbarella, <laughs> Bedazzleland also a crap album, but uh -huh. that track not bad. Electric not bad. Barbarella okay. was an okay song. It, it was like what I fear about this movie: it's leaning too hard into its camp. Gotcha. A lot of good artists put out some shit albums. Oh sure. The last Ghost album was crap. Was it? I didn't yeah. hear the lights. No, no, dude. Then Oof. I shall not. No, it's not good. 
Sega has announced that it's looking to develop live-action films and TV shows based on Atlas's game franchises, Sega. which include the Persona, Catherine, and Shin Megami Tensei series. Uh, Sega wants to team up with Atlas to, quote, expand the lore of these games with several movie and TV projects, and these projects are already being explored with various studios and producers. It wasn't revealed what studios or producers Sega or Atlas are currently working with, if you're not familiar with the games mentioned, here's a brief explanation of each one. Okay. Persona follows a group of high school student students in various settings around modern Japan. Its overall theme, quote, is exploration of the human psyche and how the characters find their true selves. The series' recurring concepts and design elements draw on Jungian psychology, psychological personas, and tarot cards, <laughs> along with religion, mythology, and literature themes and influences. Is this a game or is this a school assignment? <laughs> it's Persona. <laughs> Yes. Persona is its own goddamn creature. Okay. And has a really very fervent following. Catherine follows Vincent Brooks, a man who is beset by supernatural nightmares while torn between his feelings for his longtime girlfriend, Catherine, and the similarly named beauty, Catherine. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei <laughs> what? <laughs> follows Just a, keep going. a protagonist who lives in a near-future Tokyo when a portal to the realm of demons is opened accidentally by a scientist named Steven and is seized, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> is seized by Gotu, a military commander who believes that he can control the demons. The United States government orders a nuclear attack on Tokyo. <clears throat> One of these is not like the others. What the? <laughs> what? What? This oh, sounds great. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. There, there's so much to unpack in that. So much. What was the second one called? Catherine? Is Catherine. Catherine. Yeah, which... Nuclear attack on Tokyo, demons, Catherine. What the... F By you know, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. And Catherine, the game was you having to climb up these various... Uh, uh, for lack of a better word, Donkey Kong-esque uh, platforms uh, while avoiding pe people that were turned into sheep uh, before being sucked into uh, Catherine's Maw. You know what? Are you, I think you're lying, but I have no proof of this based on the things that you said about this Catherine show. Those who know, know I'm not. <laughs> this actually, <laughs> this has confused me now. I don't even know if we're talking about a game, a movie, a TV series. Stop, you're both right. Oh, okay. <laughs> or someone's fever dream. <laughs> okay. Catherine. Boy, they're running out of ideas. What's the third one? That, uh, the, last, the last one was the one with the nuclear attack on Tokyo because of the demon thing that uh, Steve thinks he can control. Wait, I thought that was Catherine. No, Catherine is the one. Okay, I just put the two together. I'm like, what? Yeah. Catherine no, that's what I thought. attack on Tokyo. That's how you read it. That's why I said Shin Megami Tensei follows the protagonist. That's a whole different thing. Oh, I, was, I thought that was some dude's name. Yeah. I was lost one sentence I was like, into that. So I don't thought, even. I thought Shigatse was. Shugity Hoogity was. New was uh, Steven. Yeah. Or was like the guy who who wrote. I don't know. We just lost it there for a second and it all melded together and it made sense in an anime. Todd, right? you got to bring a flow chart with these goddamn news reports. Right? right? Visual aids for the you know audio show. <laughs> but you know what? This all makes sense with Atlas Games. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch those. 20th Century Studios announced Thursday the next film in the Planet of the Apes series directed by the Maze Runners Wes Ball is officially titled Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. It will kick off production next month with a projected 2024 release. 
The new film will star several newcomers to the franchise, including Owen Teague from It, Freya Allen from The Witcher, and Peter McCon from The Orville, setting the stage for an entirely new narrative that will retain some ties to what came before. <laughs> The studio also confirmed the film was set in the same timeline as the movie trilogy that kicked off with Rise of the Planet of the Apes in 2011, backing up Ball's previous assertion that the legacy of Caesar the Ape will continue in the new film. According to 20th Century's press release, Kingdom is set many years after the events of War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes arrives 2024, seven years after War for the Planet of the Apes concluded the last trilogy. Who's excited for more apes Meh. yeah I'll, I'll watch it i just i didn't really follow the the story very well so i, I it's not like i'm like oh my god i can't wait to see what happened because i know what happens right i gotta watch Heston says damn you dirty apes and, you know, and that's the end <laughs> you of it. blew it up <laughs> um i didn't watch the third one so i gotta watch that one is that the one with woody harrelson uh no, no, no that was the it. second one. I see. I see, they all kind of like blend. Well, I mean, in many ways, that's a good thing. I mean, you're kind of saying it was it was a coherent story, sorta. Uh. <clears throat> but yeah, um, yeah. than the Tim Burton version. Yeah. Uh. Which one, which one was the Tim Burton? Uh, Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, astronaut right, Marky right, Mark. Right. You know, I mean. Yeah, it was kind of weird, but man, that just watching those fucking apes talk was always that was some shit. Yeah, that that I mean, you know, I was saying there wasn't some some effect action in there. Yeah, just not a great story. Yeah, the thing that killed it for me was the very end of that. I mean, big spoiler: he goes to like a modern day Earth, but then there's apes, and one ape's like in a cop outfit. Yeah, well, there's like really Lincoln Memorial ape. Yeah, yeah. which is like. Who who did who did he free? The Gibbons? I don't know. Sure, why not? That was. Weird. But then cop ape. Yes, I want to see the I story of cop, cop ape. I love cop, cop ape. ape. Cop ape. I think we've got a geek shock comic right there. I folks. I, I think we have. Uh, uh, I want to see a series. Cop ape on uh, patrol. When an ape. Cop ape. ape SVU. Fried brain sandwich of a cop. cop he became ape. cop ape. Nah, that's it. Uh. But what, now, what would he be? Gorilla, chimp? No, he was. It was a gorilla in the. Uh, well, in the show, I, I, I'm not a gorilla. I'm talking about our show, Copy. Oh, in our show, still a gorilla. Oh, it's be All a right. proboscis monkey, definitely. Promiscuous monkey. No, proboscis monkey. Promiscuous monkey. Proboscis. It's the that's one. That's the porn. No, it's it's the one with that big round snaz. That's still the porn. <laughs> Just please, not a baboon. They're terrible. <laughs> baboons? What are you talking about? Baboons are that's the cop. He, he arrests people by showing his ass, and it intimidates them, because that's what baboons do. You see that big red ass, and you're like, I give up. I have a story about baboons. I'll, <laughs> tell, you, I'll tell you later. Wait, wait. Why? Why later? No. Why? No. Because you're just going to cut it out of this one. That's Jordan. tier six shock monkey shit. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bad experience. <laughs> Which always... Gives a good story. Barry, <laughs> Barry with dogs and baboons. I don't uh, get it. Yeah. Like, I, may every told, week. I may have told it before on another show. You know what? Just on another listen, show. <laughs> listen to the last six hundred episodes. I probably said it before. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. Back in March of 2019, news <laughs> broke that writer director Taika Waititi would adapt Terry Gilliam's 1981 film Time Bandits into a television series for Apple. 
The project is finally moving forward with the casting of Friends alum Lisa Kudrow in the role of Penelope. Uh, the show has also added Kalel Tuck from Unseeing Evil as Kevin, uh, Charlene Yee from Knocked Up as Judy, Tahig Murphy as Aldo, Roger Jean. I'm not. I, I'm gonna. I can't say that name. Barry, what's that name? Uh, I'm glad I didn't try. Wow. Yep. At least that. I didn't do that. Get, give wow. me a chance to try it again. I want to try it again. Come <laughs> on, come on, come on. Give it to me. All right. I'm going to sound it out. Uh, Gene. Good job. <laughs> I, now that I read it, I see it. It's Gene. Gene. Yeah. It is. It's Gene. The last name has got a lot of vowels. <laughs> Whatever. In terms of plot, the story is described as, quote, a comedic journey through time and space with a ragtag group of thieves and their newest recruit, an 11-year-old history nerd, unquote. Uh, the original film was written by Gilliam with fellow Monty Python member Michael, Michael Palin, quote, I got this idea about a bunch of people that were involved in working for God during the creation and living in heaven who just got bored with that nice, lovely, heavenly lifestyle and wanted to go out on the road and start robbing and pillaging, having some fun. Gilliam told Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine in 2018. The film brought in a little over $42 million at the worldwide box office and currently holds a score of 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Watiti, who recently returned to Marvel Cinematic Universe with Thor Love and Thunder, will write, executive produce, and serve as director on the first two episodes. So I didn't think it would move forward, but Time Bandits is moving forward. Is it going to have a bunch of little people? I'm guessing not. Oh. That was great. Not? I'm guessing not. I wonder why. Yeah. It's more fun if there's a bunch possible. of people. It's possible. I'm not involved in these decisions. I don't that's know. That's the legacy of the... Perhaps. Well, that and scaring the hell out of me with that god head that came down the hallway. The str- Return oh. the map. Yeah, yeah. Creepy. Ooh. Yeah. That, that I think that's why I fell in love with that movie is the right amount of uh, imagination and fright. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of Gilliam right yeah. there. That and the baboon. You're not getting the story out of me this episode. <laughs> this episode is going to be long enough. You're not getting the story out of me. Wow. Now, Renegade Game Studios has announced they are in negotiations to expand their licensing relationship with Hasbro. This expansion will give them rights to come out with new printings of Axis and Allies, Robo Rally, Diplomacy, and Squad Leader. While they'll not be taking over Avalon Hill brand, Renegade's printings of these games will start to hit shelves in 2023. Renegade has plans for Axis and Allies. Not only will they be reprinting the classic, but they'll be bringing back some of the long out-of-print editions. And there are going to be plans to make new versions of Axis and Allies games set in the worlds of Power Rangers, Transformers, and G.I. Joe. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I knew that last sentence would get a, get a confused reaction. I'm confused. Axis and Allies uh, Power Rangers version. Yeah. yeah, I'm not buying that one. No? No. Transformers? Maybe. G.I. Joe? Probably. Okay. That's the one. That's There it is. I, if I, I had to buy it again, which I'm not going to. Uh, I played Conquest of Rome by the, the same company. Right. It, was, it was part of that line of games. But I never played Axis and Allies. Who here has? I did a long time ago. I could not, <laughs> for the life of me, remember the rules. Okay. It, it looked to me like a what are you risk, with more, risk with more rules. Right? It's a lot more. It's, it's, a, it's a war game, as in war games. I remember a friend of mine, he was like, want to play Axis and Allies? We were like, yeah, sure. It was like 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock? It better yeah. be a.m. Well, exactly. It was p.m. And uh, we spent Even risk, setup. you don't do that. We did setup. 
And at about 2 a.m., we had set up and finally were ready to start. And I'm like, dude, Holy I'm going shit. home. And he was pissed. Oh, I'll bet. Because he's like, we, we, we're just about to start he the never, war. He never gets to play that game. Yeah, yeah, For a lot of people, Axis and Allies is like the gateway drug to all the good board games. The ones that come with 200 pieces and have 26 pages of rules and different shit and expansions. And the, ones that, the good ones that come in the, in the, in the square boxes, usually Fantasy Flight. That was like a gateway for me because I got at some point you have to put away the Parker Brothers, sorry, and Monopoly and all. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Or as we call it, Parcheesi, yeah. Candyland, Misery Date, Mousetrap. You never put away Mystery Date. Misery Date or Mystery Date? Game of Life. Life, yeah, that's well, another life. one. At who, some point, you've done it. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, Payday. Payday! Day. Oh, I go off on some classic board games, but bonkers. Stratego. Yeah, I got friends who still play that. That's oh, a good one. That's okay. a that's a good one. I like. Um, but then you graduate to these other weird board games, and that those are super popular now with Catan and all the other ones that that introduce people to more than just simple roll the dice and go that many spaces around the board. Which, to be fair, to be fair, that's talisman. Not but Talisman is special. Yeah, um, special. Yeah, you're like special. Yay! I but know I, it. But Mom I, told me. But Axis and Allies is a is a is a good gateway to those games. And it's true. It does take fucking forever to play the goddamn thing. Yeah. So I I, I, I don't want to own a copy. I, you know, I, I just want to hear it here, folks. Buy bury a copy. No, and no. Send it to <laughs> his home. No. I want I want to get the. There's a modern expansion to Axis and Allies oh, yeah? that I want to get. What's that one? It's uh, it's it's it takes place in the modern world. It's called Putting It to Ru- Ukraine. Producer Roy Crickets. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Oh uh, no. No. Hey, I, I like crickets. Did, did you? Did, yeah. Yeah. Bring you guys up short. Anything that silences Barry, I got to admit. Deb will tell you. I got to admit. That's gold. It is. It's worth his weight. <laughs> Flip this table. <laughs> Producer Roy Lee recently let it slip that Sam Raimi is directing a remake of Anthony Hopkins' classic 1978 horror movie, Magic. During a recent interview with the latest episode of Postmortem, Lee said the following, quote, I've only worked with Sam Raimi as a producer on films. Actually, the first time I'm going to work with him as a director is on a remake of Magic, which is something we're working on now, the Anthony Hopkins movie. We're just actually hearing the final versions of the different takes from writers next week. Lee added, Sam loved the original movie and the book written by William Goldman. And in the original 1978 movie based on Goldman's book, a ventriloquist is at the mercy of his vicious dummy while he tries to renew a romance with his high school sweetheart. Uh, Sam Raimi most recently directed Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness for Marvel. Magic. How do we feel about magic? I never saw it. Anybody here see it? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was great. Um, Anthony Hopkins is... What is it? What's it about? It's a. It's pretty much there. Uh, it's a. He's a ventriloquist. He's very, very famous. I mean, literally, the movie opens. Hopkins meets with Burgess Meredith, who's his agent. He's like, uh, I just can't perform right now. I need you to get me out of my dates. And he's like, I can't get you, you know. And eventually, he does, and he heads off and rents a cabin. And and Margaret is the you know the the old flame, and uh, you know he bangs her. Is on this. Burgess Meredith does no. <laughs> That's a show, man. <laughs> wow. Good Lord. 
You won't believe how broad I got, Rock. <laughs> she was something. Mickey loves you in bed. Good Lord. I've been to that dude's house. You think, you think <laughs> you've been slapping me? Wait a minute. Whoa. Oh, God. Here we go. What? Another Barry, sir. He's been to that dude's house. Burgess Meredith. No. He lived in Malibu. The guy, anyway, whatever. Yeah. It's not important. That was back when hey, Barry. Barry had to hey. make rent. <laughs> Good story. <laughs> Almost Andy's story. That was the end of the story. I was at his house. Was he there? No. Yes. Drinking his wine. Wait, did you get invited over to his house for a, a thing? <laughs> did or did you, you just like show up? Were you just selling your Girl Scout cookies? What? Why? Yeah. I don't have to explain myself <laughs> to you. I'll leave you in mystery. My mm. life is strange. Live with uh, it. Oh, Barry, <laughs> just go figure out the puzzle box. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> I remember the movie being creepy. Yeah, it's, it, anything involving a creepy event was quest dummy. Right, always fun. The the, the 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 dummies' personalities taking over. It's like it becomes its own thing. It really kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a short time here in Las Vegas, we had the Museum of Ventriloquism. Mm. It was on the Strip. Uh, got to see it before it went away, and they had a special room that had that dummy in it. It was very creepy because you, it, it was like, aside from the museum, then you had just walked down this dark little, barely a hallway, nice. into a room where it's just on a single chair with a single spotlight. Nice. And it was, it just gave you chills looking very at it. Good. That's creepy. It's, Fats was a creepy dummy. Yeah. Fats. Fats. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the, 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 the one joke. He was just like, look, you, you got to, and he's like talking to Anne Margaret and he's being the, the dummies being the typical dummy, and he's like, "Gonna hire you. Uh, you. You shut up, or I'm gonna hire a mafia woodpecker." And Fats is like, "Oh, what I wouldn't do with a wooden pecker." And and Margaret laughs, and then he gets laid. The dummy gets laid. Jesus, <laughs> you really need to see this fucking movie. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom had a Charlie McCarthy ventriloquist uh, dummy, and it always sat. In a chair, because well, none of us were ventriloquists, yeah. so we never did anything with well, it. I don't know why she had it. Well, it sat in the chair while you were looking at it. Yeah. And that's what I always thought. I always thought the thing moved, and it creeped me to fuck out. It did. <laughs> it did. Every time you looked away, it See, looked at you. you. Yes. But it's so easy. Like the, like the angels. Those the, problems uh, are so... It, it's an easy mm-hmm. fix. The way you get over that shit. What's that? You just close the door, and you start jacking off, and then you stare back. That, that probably works. That'll teach that fucking dummy. I, I'll bet. Like nobody's business. <laughs> Take that in a brain sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> You're not invited over for a while. <laughs> what did? Uh, <laughs> that picture's in my head now. Right? Yeah. What? How do I close this out? What dummy did you jack off on? Write to us. Comments. <laughs> 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 Get I would have said, what's your brain sandwich? <laughs> oh, well. Probably a better choice. <laughs> what room do you not want to be stuck with Kirsten in? <laughs> you staring at me? You staring at me? Okay. And I want to thank our tier two members who are wishing that I wouldn't. Mike M, Mama and Ninja Scoop, Heidi Johnson, David Hydebriar, Scoop Bucky, Aaron Esquire, Minty Scoop, and of course our tier four members, Kingfall, Deb T, David Farrar, Atomic Gumby, and our beautiful tier five members, Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Ozzy Matt, Mad Martron, and Glumly. And of course, Kingvald, once again, a 
one-off donation this week. And if you want to learn about all the things you get with our various tiers, go to Kofi. That's a K-O-F-I slash Geek Shock. Tier six is uh, you get in a room with Kirsten. Trying to f- you staring at me? Are you staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> a special thank you to our theme song creator Sam Heffernan the song's called The Burning Light you can find his music at SWH Music on Spotify SoundCloud YouTube and Twitch and our red light green light theme writer is Justin Nozick aka Froyog Soft Serve you can find his music at theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com and of course thank you dear listener for putting up with our <laughs> bullshit it's, there's a lot of it I play Sam's music when people stare at me Okay. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Unfortunately, Vlarg. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week in Geek. This is what happens when Deb's in here to make us behave. <laughs> They'll give us that stink eye. <laughs> uh, oh, you staring at me? No. Is that the stink eye? Now I no. never want to stare at you. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten Hold gives on. us the stink fist. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> the one eye stares back. Okay, you're just gross. <laughs> you're just a gross human being. I am. I don't know what the... I, I'm in a mood today. Yeah. yeah you feel, I, feel, I think, I think feeling it, saucy? I think I was okay till I got here. Oh. <laughs> Boy, hey, to be, to be fair, when, we, when you first <laughs> showed fair, up, huh? all three of us were just sitting on our phones, just looking at stuff quietly, you know, we're all low energy, and then something happened. I don't know what. Well, he made a comment about our low energy, so we rose to the occasion. There's a joke there. I just can't uh, get I'm to it. I'm not going to it. I can't get to what? it. Touch no? it. Mm. No, you're he wants us to touch it. He wants us to touch it. Touch it. I'm not You don't need it. to touch it. Stop staring at me. Just stare. Have a sandwich. Make eye contact. No. <laughs> <laughs> you you <laughs> know what? It's an audio show. We can just close our eyes to the entire thing. <laughs> there you go. I can't close them. Oh, that's right. He's got. Oh, oh, what is that? Oh. What? Don't what? make noises. What? Don't make noises. Like that was me? You go right to me. You had your eyes closed. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I haven't stopped this yet. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll give you the goddamn baboon story. All okay. right. All right. So I must have been like eight or so. And in Jersey back then, which was 77 plus eight, 85, um, there was uh, Six Flags Great Adventure. Ah, yes. Um, you know, rides and the whole business. Uh, and it was me, uh, my Uncle Bill was driving, my mom was in the passenger seat, and it was me and my cousin Trisha, who was like a couple years older than me, in the back seat. And we were in this this little orange Toyota Corolla piece of shit. I, I hated this car because when I wore shorts, which as a kid is often, it would burn your legs because the seats were black pleather. And oh, it was yeah. Hot. Yep. Ugh, nightmares. Um little bright orange Toyota Corolla. My mom loved that piece of shit. So we, you, you can drive to the park, or there's an alternate entrance where you can go through the safari. Oh, okay. Okay, and they have like you know, giraffes and... There's one of those drive-through safaris drive where you can stop and the animals around you and that sort of thing? Yeah, and you know, nothing like crazy like lions or anything. It's fucking Jersey, but we had animals. Um... So we'd look, and oh, look, there's the giraffes. Oh, look, there's the hippopotamus. There's the this, there's the whatever the hell. So we get to the the monkey area, right? And so we we stop, as we're directed to, by the signs or the lights or whatever. And we don't see any 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 kind of baboons or anything. It's just like the Serengeti, open plain until the you know tree line. And 
all of a sudden, we hear... What, okay. what, what the hell was that? That's an impact tremor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly alarmed here. <laughs> and a baboon is on the hood of the car. Oh. And my mother's freaking out because she doesn't handle <clears throat> things very well. She's like, oh my God, Bill, what the hell is that? Oh my God, it's on the car. What do you do? Oh my God. That's an accurate version of my mother. Um, <laughs> and Bill's like, calm down, Betty, calm down, calm down. Uh, just, just, just be quiet. Maybe it'll just jump off the car. And my and I'm laughing my ass off, and my cousin Trisha's laughing her ass off. She's like, just, just "Shut up, shut up, back there!" Just, sh- 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 sh. Right? That's a monkey on the hood. That's of course, a monkey in the hood. Right? And then <laughs> two more baboons <laughs> jump on the hood of this car. Right? The hood. And they're all woo, woo, and then and on the uh, on, on roof. the ceiling as well. Okay, oh, ceiling, on the, on the roof, roof. The, the top of the car. What do you call that? Roof. The, the roof. roof. The roof. The roof, the roof is, is on, fire. on fire. No, the roof is full of baboons, and then <laughs> woo. And then more fucking baboons are jumping in this car. I'm losing my eight-year-old shit in the back. Are you still laughing, or is this a different Oh, I'm loser? laughing. Okay. I'm laughing because this is great. I'm not scared. My mother's scared out of her fucking mind, right? <laughs> and Bill's like, oh, God, I don't know what to do. And she's like, just honk the horn. Honk the horn. It'll get them off. And the baboons, ah, 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 with the horn. Honk, honk, ah, ah, all these fucking baboons. Jumping on the singing car, along, singing along to this thing, and then my mother has the bright idea: Bill, put on the windshield wiper fluid, spray them, spray the monkeys. <laughs> you see where this is fucking going, don't you? Spray it, and all the monkeys reciprocate. They're pissing all over the fucking car. All over this fucking car. Finally, one of us, one of us, one of us. Finally, like the zookeeper comes along and swats him off with a stick. He's like, "Go! It's the bright orange car. They're attracted to the car. Just go!" And so he swats him off. So we just go. I don't remember anything from that day with Great Adventure. I'm assuming there were rides. Uh, all I remember is that. So, I'm not a big fan of baboons. What? Wait what a minute. You, you said what? you were laughing your yes, ass off. what happened? With these big giant red asses in the in, in Well, you front let that part out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I guess it must have, <laughs> I must have just <laughs> out there for a second because I just remember baboons and big red asses. In, I know. He said I'm losing my shit laughing. I'm like, yeah. okay, where's the terrible part? He never yeah. got there. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like he was having the ball. Yeah. yeah His that's, dad had to wash down the car. I mean, that's, yeah. that's why we're confused. Well, no, it's hilarious, but I don't ever want to go to a where there's because they'll jump all over the car. In an orange car, man. Yeah. You went to Disney's Animal Kingdom? Yeah. Not yeah. in a... Oh, dude, it's Disney animals. They're all... Oh, okay. There's I think. Right. I like, you think? Hey, man, you holding? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a baboon story. 